This is Roderick Strong, and you're listening to WNS. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts. Daniel Heron, Tyler A. Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. A. Bear. <laughs> Say it right, asshole. I'm A. Bear. Uh, I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 218 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. We're on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Uh, that's right. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at WNS Podcast. That's you can right. follow Daniel that's right. at WNS underscore Daniel. You can follow Tyler. See, right. because he's infringing on my gimmick as the, the only guy on this podcast with one name, and that's mm-hmm. me. The originator. <laughs> the innovator. <laughs> the innovator. Uh, follow Tyler at Tyler underscraver <laughs> and tell him that you are well aware of he has two names. He's not going to see it, though. Doesn't matter if you do or not. I'll tell him about it. I'll look yeah. it up and tell him about it. There you go. They're going to bug the shit out of me. Gotta ha- you got to use the hashtag WNSA Bear. Hashtag bug the shit out of Tyler. Yeah. So welcome to the show. Got a lot to talk about. Going to dive into your feedback raw. Um, Wrong. Going to be talking to Roderick Strong for Ring of Honor. So a big show. Also going to talk about the season finale. Unfortunately, not the series finale of Total Divas. Going to talk about some oh, whatever, Ring of Honor, whatever. Lucha Underground. Q&A and more. It's going to come so back. How are you guys doing? You're going to watch it. I will not be watching it. it is We've good. discussed this no. several times. Man, your fiance needs to just like... Get you to watch it. She's tried. Mm-mm-mm. mm I'm sleepy. Yeah? I am. Why are you so sleepy? You gotta wake up. Wake uh, up! Wake up! Uh, there you go. Okay, I'm up, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Doug, how you doing? Uh, are you more awake than this guy? Yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm ten times the the man that Avery What? <laughs> Bullshit. I'm just kidding. Bear rake your ass. Whoa! <laughs> Just said it again. Oh wow! Damn. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, let's dive on a break. Yeah. No, it's too late. You, you can't come back from that. He's gonna. Oh well. I just said it one time, said, like right? a few episodes ago, and mm-hmm. it sounds like something else. But I will not get into that. Okay. Yeah. So we got lots to talk about. Why are you? Why are you? Uh, so fucking tired. Just being a baby about shit or what? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's poking the bear. My he work was. schedule has changed. He was so alert. At to dinner, what? At podcast family dinner. What? Uh, you I go in earlier just, now? Yeah. I, for this week, I go in an hour earlier. Just for this one week? So you're being a big baby about it? For this I week. am. All I right. Am. All right. I, yeah. see, I see where you're coming mm-hmm. from. I can respect that. If you, if you are... A big enough person to come on this show and just be like, "Yes, I'm being a baby, but it's only because I'm being a baby." Then I can respect. That. I can and it's respect. only for a week. <laughs> it's only for a week, right? Yeah, okay. I feel you. I feel you on that. So this time next week will be a different story. Mm-hmm. Okay, good be deal. full of energy. Like, let's do this podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
There we go. Let's dive on into some feedback. First bit of feedback we have is from Subs. Sup. I'm still not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but I sure hope I am. Sup, man. Saying Axelmania is this year's Bad News Barrett. I'm sold. Sorry. So, hey, you like who you like. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Any any thoughts from you, I mean, Doug? not everybody in the world can have flawless taste and personally like me, so... <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. Some people gotta like Axomania. Yeah, that's right. Sub Z's is is our boy. He likes Axomania. He does. Doesn't make him any less of our boy. It just makes him our boy Axel with mania. Just makes him our boy Axel with questionable taste and press. That's it. Axomania. Still got love for Sub Z's. Yeah. Is it Sub Z's or Subs or I don't know? Let us know. I mean, you've commented enough. Let us know how to how to properly say it. So, uh, but thank you for the feedback. Next bit of feedback we have, and he does have a question later on in the show, so we'll readdress his name. So, uh, more feedback we have. Ace McSpade saying, excellent episode. Enjoyed the Ken Shamrock interview and the part about taquitos. Hey, man. Awesome. Thanks. I noticed a lot of the comments that we got this week were about taquitos. Well, why is only one person? Why are you only reading one thing about taquitos? And you're going to be like, dude, you're not going to believe this. So many people were talking about taquitos. And then you're like, uh, this, then you read this thing that one guy said about taquitos. Well, I'm just I'm informing you. As of right now, fifty percent of our feedback has been about taquito talk. Is there more? Well, yeah, fifty because we had two. Well, where's the rest? Can you read the rest in the Q and A? Can you like like a surgeon cut cut them out and splice them in here? I mean, I could. I suppose. Do you think that would be in? Because if we're gonna talk taquitos, I'd rather just get it all at the same time. Like, well, I mean, do you want to go ahead and like dive in the Q and A portion? Uh, that seems like the opposite of everything we stand for, but oh, I guess we could. That'd be weird. <laughs> All right. All right. Fuck it. Fuck it. We're doing Q&A first. We'll do Q&A. God, God damn. Okay. But before we do that, we got one more bit of feedback and it's from Chuck saying a lot of places have taquitos, including Whataburger and 7-Eleven. Okay. First of all, I'm going to say we live in Southeast Texas and there are no 7-Elevens in our area. Yeah. There's no, they're all like quick stops now. Sure. Sure. Have I haven't seen, seen a 7-Eleven since I was like a child. <laughs> uh, and I'm fucking kind of old. Um, what I will say about Whataburger, I was like, wait, what do you mean? Because I, I saw this comment, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had to do some research. I was like, Whataburger has taquitos? I'm not sure about that. So I didn't go buy one, look at the menu or anything, but I Googled Whataburger taquito. And what came up is what... I would I would refer to him what I commonly hear referred to as a breakfast burrito. Mm. Uh, uh, it is uh, it uh. is labeled as a taquito, but basically what it is is a tortilla. Is it a flour tortilla? Flour tortilla uh, with with eggs and oh yeah, some, that's, that's a breakfast burrito. That's a breakfast that's burrito. A taquito. That's a breakfast burrito. That's a breakfast burrito. Don't get the don't get the words confused. They, don't who's this talking to us right now? Uh, Chuck. Chuck. Don't get it twisted, Chuck. Those are breakfast burritos. <laughs> at least you're being in, lied to, sir. At least in our, at least our our <laughs> part of the woods, you know, those are breakfast burritos. Now, I may have it twisted. I may have it fucked up. I may, I, maybe I need to do a little bit more in depth research. I will visit Waterburger on my way home from work, and I will report back next week. But I don't. <laughs> but I don't believe. I talked to the manager. I Continuing story of taquito talk here on. I will follow. We will follow up on this, and I do not believe that those are actually taquitos, even though it is referred to as taquitos on the on the the internet. Hmm. It's a picture of a breakfast burrito. Mm-mm-mm. Interesting. 
All right. Well, with that be- being said, it's time to go into the Q&A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. First question coming to us from Subs. I still don't know. Sup. We've spent all this time debating about it. So he's saying, Subs, guys. Uh, so with Lesnar dropping the title to Reigns at Mania, sigh. Uh, what do you think Heyman will be left to do if Brock decides to leave? It would be awesome if Heyman gets added and fixes the commentary team. By the way, I really like how Wiz Khalifa does Roman's job better than him. At least he can memorize his lines with the Miz. And adding insult to injury, he was on weed. So, what do you think is next for Paul Heyman? I don't think that's necessarily insult to injury. Oh, he's saying... He's saying that. Uh, oh, I guess he's he saying he, he should did, be more. He did a better prepared. promo. Yeah. Uh, While he was on some paraphernalia. Was it confirmed that he was on weed? He pretty much confirmed it on his Twitter. Uh, he was like cutting a concert on live TV. Cool. It's even better when you do it on weed or something like that. And that was like right after Raw, right after he. Had but died. I mean, wouldn't he would just he would just be more focused and more relaxed if he was high. I guess so. I don't know. I've never done it. Oh, I would say that's a performance enhancing drug <laughs> on his uh, for that situation. Okay. Uh, Heyman, I don't see him on the commentary team. Mm-hmm. If they're cutting his mic mid promo, they don't want him to be on the mic the whole three hours. Oh, no, that's 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 work. That's work. <laughs> I know. Uh, but I could see them. I mean, a, a lot of people are talking about him possibly managing Roman if mm. Roman turns heel, and I could I could see that happening. I could see that even working out fairly well. Yeah. So uh, I could see that. I don't see him on commentary. No, I just don't. No, I think I think that would be a good fit for him to to manage Roman Reigns. Yeah. Especially if Lesnar leaves. Yeah. So I don't know. What- I don't see another person on the roster that needs. That could a benefit from Heyman and b also needs him as much as like, Roman Reigns makes the most sense if he's going to mm-hmm. manage someone. Right. How about you, Tyler? Oh, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hopefully, I mean, if that does happen, then he can help him out. Okay. Well, there you go. Thanks for the question. Next question comes to us from Flaccid PP saying, "Hey guys, Ew. good show. I have kind of a follow up question about the Stardust and Goldust story. Do you think that they will pick it up?" Pick it back up or just leave it without going to WrestleMania. Also, the rolled chicken tacos are taquitos. That's how I order them, and they don't really care. All right, okay, look. Flaccid PP. <laughs> Dude, that's just not how I roll. Like, I'm not the guy who's rolled like... Rolled chicken taco. That's just not That's just not how I roll. Like, I don't fucking call shit my own names off the menu. Because who does that? Do you do that? Are you comfortable doing Rebels. that? Uh-uh. All right. Nope. Would you do? I mean, what, what okay, is your wait, stance on? Well, if you went somewhere and they and they had battered fried hot dog, would you call it a battered fried hot dog, or you say, "Hey, I want a corn dog"? Uh, how I will call it whatever it's listed on the menu. Okay, that's my stance. Interesting. Don't be the eccentric asshole who's got a. Even if it's now. I, I will. I will agree with you to some to some extent because, like, if you go to McDonald's, everything has Mick. In front of it, uh, you know the chili cheese dog at Sonic is a Coney. So, look when I go well, to McDonald's. Related to Coney, when Coney I go Island. to McDonald's, I say I order chicken McNuggets. Yeah. When I go somewhere else, I don't order chicken McNuggets. I oh, call yeah. them whatever's on the whatever's on the menu. Okay. You know. Well, I'm just making sure. I just don't like <laughs> being that guy who's like trying to point out that they're like they you know. That guy, Tyler. 
Are no. you that guy? I would like a taquito, please. Here's the th- here's the thing I wanted. Do we have any more taquito talk? Because I had a larger point about taquitos that I was gonna to bring it into. Um, Who says? Does anybody else say anything about taquitos? Bazooka Majin says, "Great show, guys. Love the taquito talk." Okay, look. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Bazooka. Thanks, Bazooka. <laughs> uh, did you guys do you guys know what taquito means? No. Tell us. Because I, I probably should have put this research into it before. Was this on Urban Dictionary? <laughs> no, this is on Wikipedia. Does it mean rolled chicken taco? <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? This is straight from Wiki, which is... <laughs> fairly reliable. Which is, you know, slightly more credible than Urban Dictionary. <laughs> slightly. Yes. Um, One step above. A taquito, uh, Spanish for small taco, rolled taco. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, is a Mexican food dish most often consisting of a small rolled-up tortilla with some type of filling, beef, cheese, or chicken. So Not yeah, egg. Yeah, no, well, that's a, bur- that's a breakfast that's burrito. Breakfast We've established burrito. that. Yes, well, I'm just clarifying. But uh, <laughs> So I guess taquito means small taco and rolled taco, or it can mean both. Or flauta. 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 Yeah, which is Spanish for like flute, which is another sort of rolled thing. <laughs> But I guess taquito means fucking rolled taco. So basically, they're just, I guess, by calling it a rolled chicken taco, they're calling it they're a They're giving you the taco. English version of sure. it. Sure. Which is probably ignorance on my part, but still, they could have probably just called it a taquito and been fine. Yeah. My point stands, although I, I will admit to, to my ignorance on what a taquito actually means in Spanish. Would you be the kind of person who would say, hey, can I get uh, a taquito, the, grill, the chicken... Rolled taco? What like do you say, mean? Like, say both? No, no, no. Okay. Just strictly what's on the menu? Yeah, man. Okay. I'm just clarifying. It's fucking on the menu for a reason. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh... I I have I have a lot of respect for food industry workers, and I don't make their job any fucking harder than it has to be. I'm not the guy who needs to come up with my own fucking name for things on the menu. I don't want to be that guy. Why do you want to cause them extra... <laughs> extra you know whatever i mean if they're gonna get my order wrong they tend to get it wrong i might as well give them the wrong thing so it's justified they tend to get your order wrong yeah that's a general you can't generalize (laughs) a whole workforce of people (laughs) they tend to get your order wrong yes maybe you're fucking ordering it wrong Mm. (laughs) maybe maybe you're ordering maybe i've tried ordering correctly Several times. So I've if you're re- admitting to ordering it wrong, then how did... <laughs> when, I, when I order it the way it's supposed to be ordered, they still get it wrong. So That, to me... I don't I'll, just, like, I'll just live in my ignorance and order how the hell I want. I don't... I'm going to be honest with you, Dino. I don't like how you're talking about, <laughs> about people right now. It's, it's putting me off a little bit. Yeah? Yeah, I don't like that. This taquito, this I'm, a taquito ski, I'm a little skeezed out by the way you just said it. This taquito talk is, uh, is driving the podcast apart. I'm, uh, yeah, man. There's definitely a little bit of a fucking wedge. Tyler, you better <laughs> we'll pick a side. We'll tell you uh, if side. we're coming back next week or not. <laughs> better pick a side. We have right. to come back for our mania picks, right? Do I have to pick a side. Hmm. <laughs> Which side am I going to pick? Is it? He's hesitating. Do, I am, is so it, I t- whoever whoever sure. side he does go with, it's not going to matter because he's hesitating. Listen, listen. I, and I, I really, 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 really would love for people to weigh in on our Facebook page and let us know 
who the asshole in this situation <laughs> is, either myself or Daniel. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. <laughs> but, yeah. but, 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 uh, but to be honest with you, I've got a really good feeling that Daniel's the asshole in this situation. <laughs> be honest i'm the type of person even if in my head hey that's the that's the wrong name for it mm. i'm gonna call it whatever it says on the menu fair enough but in my head i do want to say the name in my head so but i'm not gonna do that okay fair we're, enough. we're past that we're pat that was that was a surface level issue now we're getting <laughs> now we're down in the fucking the mud and the muck of daniel just assuming that people who work in the food service industry are gonna fuck his shit up Hey, you're you're on the same page with Noah, am I? Yeah, he thinks that like a lot of people would fuck his shit up because uh, he was like, "Oh, McDonald's, they always get my stuff wrong. I don't like going over there." There's some real like classist like undertones of what you're saying right now, Daniel. I don't know if I like that. And please weigh that in on our uh, Facebook that I'm a page. Higher stature than yes, yes. Okay. It's pretty fucked, man. I'm gonna tell you, it's pretty <laughs> fucked. What are you thinking, Mister? Big time radio DJ. That's what, right. What do you? What, I'm a local celebrity. You, like, if you have, if there's people, people that right listen food. to this show that, that that works in the food industry, you can weigh in. I'm a celebrity. Damn it! Get my food order right. I I, I definitely want to see all my peeps in the food service industry fucking fillet Daniel's <laughs> ass on the Facebook page. Let him know what an asshole he's being. And also, if you don't work in the food service industry. And you also are smart enough to realize he's being an asshole. Go ahead and let him know as well. Hey, I worked in retail. I know what it's like. Yeah, I work. I, hey, I'm a former. I, I'm a purple heart in the in the the food service industry. I've been there. I've done that. Those are my people. Mm-hmm. Tell it like it is, Doug. I'm a vet. Yeah. How many tours? Oh, more than one, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I got two tours. I got two. I got two tours where I saw active duty, motherfucker. <laughs> I was in the where's, front where's line. Your tour at? I was where's, in the front where's line. Where's your tour at? I did I did two I did two tours of subway, two lengthy tours of subway. <laughs> you know that you know that uh you know that uh subway across the street from my apartment down on yeah, important. I've been hearing they have been getting like terrible reviews. I helped build that motherfucker when I was just You uh, need to go in there and fix it because I've been hearing like it'll be like six thirty and they're out of meat. Like any meat. Like, I've just been hearing all kinds of crazy stuff. They're closing, like, two hours early and all kinds of crazy stuff. You've, already, you've established that you're the asshole. I'm going to side with my servicemen and women on this one okay. and say you probably got it twisted. But I'm just going based off of what I've said, what I've seen on social media. <laughs> all right. Well, you probably deserved it. They pro- Whoever is getting fucked over probably deserves it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. But they're... They're commenting. I went to the Port and Ages one, and they were closed, and it was like seven thirty. So I went to the Nederland one, and service was great. Um. Well, I worked at both of those. Yeah. I worked at all three, and the in I worked at the one on Twin City. I worked at the one on Nederland Avenue, and Goodness. I worked, and I worked at the one on Nall. That's a lot. Under of the subs. same. Well, man, I was. I'm a vet. I told you. I got. <laughs> I got uh, service time. Food yeah. service industry. Those are my people. So watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> Big time radio DJ, motherfucker. <laughs> so anyways, that'll... Uh, gonna fuck with your food. That's right. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to have to move again. So... Uh, move again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next question we have... Um, oh, it was from Placid PP. What do you guys think about Stardust and Goldust? Do you think they'll pick, up, pick back up without... Or just leave it uh, without going to WrestleMania? I think they're done. I think it was clear they weren't happy. They either weren't happy with um, 
with the match they had or the angle, which they have every right to because that match sucked and the angle wasn't too hot either. Mm. Uh, I don't see them going Even back Dusty to Dusty couldn't it. save that. I don't see them going back to it after Mania. I mean, like you said, Dusty couldn't save it. They brought Dusty in. Well, Dusty could save that, but he's so he's so handcuffed right now. But since that one time he went off script, the last time he was here, mm-hmm. then they want him to like read like verbatim what they want. And Dusty doesn't. Fa- Dusty is not the man who reads I'll your fucking a promo. Yeah, he doesn't read your fucking promo. You write for him. He's Dusty Goddamn Rhodes. <laughs> you can't. He says whatever him. the fuck he wants to kind say. He's awesome for it. Very good stuff. Next question we have is from Bazooka Majin saying, "If Brock were have lost, were to have lost to Taker, where would he have gone to next?" I still say he would continue on the same path. Or whatever. Yeah, it would. I think it would have been not a whole lot of different. They just wouldn't have had the main claim of breaking the streak. I don't see any sense in him losing to Taker. I didn't see the sense in Taker losing to him either. But I think it's just a match you don't book. Yeah. It's not a it's it was a lose lose situation in my mm-hmm. opinion. But which was the lesser of the two evils? I don't think either makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well there you go. Thanks for the question. Final question we have is from Parker saying, Hey guys, uh finally went to my first wrestling show in Baltimore, Ring of cool. Honor, and it was great. My question is, what is your first or favorite wrestling show that you went to live? So Baltimore show the one where Joe wrestled Kyle O'Reilly in? I do not know. Perhaps. I can't remember. I can't remember the the, the, the tours, but uh yeah, uh let us know let us know. I know that they were Joe they were Joe shows, so I can't remember if he wrestled if that's the show he wrestled Kyle O'Reilly or the show that he wrestled Michael Elgin on. Uh, but either way, it should have been good. I don't think it was this past weekend show. He wrestled like ACA. I don't know. He fucking wrestled a bunch of people who should have been good matchups. He, he wrestled the whole roster. Yeah, let, let us know if it was the Elgin match or the... No, the Elgin match was from this past week. I think he wrestled Elgin and ACH this past weekend. I think he wrestled... I'm almost positive he wrestled uh, Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly. But let us know if that's the show that you went to. I, I'm sort of mixed up in my head. Yeah. I think my first show... That I am 100%. I might have went to one when I was younger, but I, I'm just spacing on it. I want to say the first like live show that I remember was a Raw during the Attitude Era. It's when the corporation was around and Rock was a champ. And uh, I think it was at the Montaigne Center. Center. I yeah. was at that Raw. Yeah, me too. And that was whenever they wanted to do the finger poke. Kane lays down. Rock retains the title. And Kane was uh, resilient to, to go back. And currently, Road Dog was the hardcore champion. He fought Gangrel. Uh, and that was when we found out that Mark Henry was dating a transvestite. What else was there? You do you want to know my my big uh my big takeaway my big like memory from that show was um just a sea of like fans like waiting around the back exit for a wrestler trying to come hmm. out and uh, Stone Cold comes out of some doors that where I guess everyone had his back to him and I just heard people start yelling Stone Cold or whatever and by the time I turn around I see him but he's just like fucking juking and spinning and like just trying not to fucking be bothered by anybody. He gets in a truck that's already that was already like set up and running for him and he just fucking drives off and people are like losing their shit just trying to like go up and touch him and yeah. like ask him for whatever the fuck they're going to ask him for. I get it man. You don't want to get lost in a sea of people like I get it mm-hmm. but uh you know um, my first show that that was a good show because that was a taping, 
and a lot. Uh, they did two shows, two Raws that at that show. Um, because I remember I was confused uh, because Stone Cold came out to cut a promo. Michael Cole was in the ring, and they were like, we're just six days away from the Royal Rumble. And I was sitting there going, and this was before like I understood what was going on as far as like the tapings. Right, right. And so I was like, wait a minute, that's two weeks away. What's going on? And then I went home and watched it, and I taped it. So I was like, oh, that's cool. But uh, I, w- I wonder if that's the first like prominent show our area has seen, because I got to believe that... Mm-mm. Cause I, 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 I mean, I know that, like, I mean, I know that I hear, like, people that are older than me talk about, like, wrestling down at the Civic Center and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about, like, that era of WWE. I went I went to a Monday Night Raw when I was in third grade in Beaumont at the Montaigne Center, back when they still used the uh, the lettering for Raw, R-A-W. Throw out a year. Give me a... I was in third grade. Timestamp here. This would be 90... 91, 93. I want to say 93, maybe 94. Uh, that was the first show that I went to because I was I was in third grade. I had gone to get my eyes dilated for glasses, so my eyes were insanely sensitive. There, the doctor was like, don't look any bright lights or anything while you're doing this. So I had to buy one of those uh, toy Bret Hart glasses that oh, yeah. just had like the elastic rubber band in the back right so that when you whenever the pyro and stuff went off i wasn't blinded by it um and then we ran down whenever sean michaels came out because that was whenever he would like get up against the uh the rails and all the fans would pat him on the back so i got to pat him on the back and uh one of the people that i was with at the time was like pulling his hair and wouldn't uh. let go Oh so wow! He was, so he was sitting there like struggling to to get out, and he finally got back in the ring. Yeah, uh, and I remember Stone Cold was Stone Cold was there. I want to say Kane, but I don't think it was. Was that a girl pulling his hair? No, it wasn't, like a lot of people were grabbing. So they're just trying to. Were they like, "Aha, I got this new terror"? Like, were they just trying to touch the dude? Just trying to touch him. You, my first day of middle, like I went to. This is completely unrelated, but I'm going to tell the story anyway. <laughs> my first day of sixth grade, like my town's uh, middle school and high school were combined, mm-hmm. like sixth and twelfth, which is uh, insane. Wow, it's big. insane to have sixth graders with twelfth graders. And my first day of middle school in the sixth grade, I saw a fight during lunch. <laughs> Two girls got in this fight. Nice. Or one girl. This the reason I thought of this because you're talking about pulling the hair. This girl ripped another girl's braid off her fucking ah, scalp. Ah, Ripped a braid off her fucking scalp. Ouch. I saw it with my eyes. <laughs> I saw a dude pick it up and be like, ooh, this... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How do you rip a fucking braid, like a lock of hair off someone's head? You just grab and yank. That's fucking insane, dude. That's a really hard hair. Yeah, yeah. There had to have been blood from that. Tyler, what was your first um, show? Also you- saw a guy... <laughs> I saw a guy threaten to fight someone's someone's parent like in the street after school that same day wow wow uh what was the question like first, uh, your first one or like first and the, favorite first and favorite yeah to be honest yeah i can't remember what my first one was mm-hmm. uh favorite wcw <laughs> well i mean i went to a wcw house show with doug yeah but i don't remember what my first one was um uh but like i gotta say like favorite um, I don't have a favorite. I have favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, Give me like a top the three. Top three. Wow. Or top two. 
or top. I'm one? just gonna give you a few top okay. of my head. Um, in no T- particular order. <laughs> oh yeah, TNA show that we went to was uh was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like all of, like the indie shows I went to at all the rest the two WrestleManias I went to were fun. So cool. Yeah. Uh, probably my favorite top one WrestleMania 30 because it was my first WrestleMania and we got to see Daniel Bryan win. Mm-hmm. Um, two would probably be the all the independent wrestling we went to that weekend because one we were right really close to all the action, full of action, and the wrestling was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are probably my favorites. I'm gonna count WrestleMania 25 weekend as one entire like one okay. humongous wrestling show. We saw um, two. We, we went to the Ring of Honor shows that the Taking Our Prisoners 2009 and SuperCard of Honor four. And uh, WrestleMania. We got any other shows that weekend? Nope. Okay, yeah, I'm counting that as one humongous show. So the thing we went weekend. to was not shows. Booker T's Legends of Wrestling. That wasn't a show. Though. Sure, sure. Yeah. So mine would be WrestleMania 30, and then the WrestleMania 30 weekend independent wrestling shows that we went to, and Ring of Honor. There's a lot. Yeah, we got SuperCard of Honor eight. We got the Ring of Honor taping. We got Evolve, Kaiju, Big Battle. Um, Dragon no, Gate. Not, not Supercard of Honor 4. We were Supercard of... What's Supercard of Honor? It would be 3. No, no, no. It was no, 5 no. years. It was 30. definitely wasn't 3. 30 and 25. So, yeah, okay. It would have to be 4 then. <laughs> I want to say... I'm going to Google that right now. Okay. Well, there you go. I still need to get that DVD, by the way. Yeah, you do. Pick it up. So thank you all for the questions. Certainly appreciate it. I'm sure we'll dive on into all that. It was Supercard of Honor 4. I knew it was fucking good. Cool. So there you go. Let's dive on into Raw. Uh, One Raw to go before WrestleMania. This one is the second. Wait, I was going to talk about... uh, Oh, yeah, your favorite. Well, this... I was going to talk about because I... um, I, Like, we met... uh, we met a ton of people that weekend, but I met Daniel Bryan that, like, after the show that Supercard of Honor 4, he wrestled Alex Kozlov, uh, that former developmental, former New Japan guy, half of Forever Hooligans. He, Daniel Bryan wrestled uh, Alex Kozlov that night, and uh, we we met, they had this, like, little meet and greet after the show at this bar where we met, like, Tons of cool stuff. We met Generico that night, and he he spoke Spanish the whole time to us, like yeah. shitty broken Spanish. Yeah, uh, the whole time it was fucking awesome. And I met Brian. I was like, I sort of geeked out on him, and he was like the nicest guy, like about it. I was like, Hey, you're awesome. You're my favorite wrestler. And he was like, uh, He was like, He felt he was like so genuine. He was like, Oh, that's awesome. He's like, You know, what was your favorite match tonight? And, he, and even though I even said I was like, You are my favorite wrestler, but my favorite match was. Uh, uh, Kenta versus uh, Davy Richards because Kenta <laughs> and Davy Richards had this pretty good match that night. And I was like, he was like, yeah, that was awesome, wasn't it? He was like, he was like, he didn't take a step back, like because I felt what? weird. You're no fan of mine. <laughs> yeah, he he's like, oh, wait till tomorrow night. I think the main event of the 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 night after was um, I think it was uh, it was Tyler Black and uh, Nakajima versus Aries and Kenta or or yeah. Flip. It was either that or flipped. Like I guess flipped. the Japanese guys might have been on the opposite teams, but it was like a, it was a tag with uh, Tyler Black, Austin Aries, Kenta, and Nakaj- uh, Katsuhika Nakajima. Um, and he was like, "Dude, wait till the the fucking uh, 
And he's like, wait till the main event tomorrow night. It's going to be fucking sick. Have you seen Nakajima? This dude fucking kicks like hard. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't saying fucking and stuff, but he was like super nice about it. And it was like about as perfect as you could ask for a guy to, to be like cool with you. And I don't know. It that was, was pretty a, sweet. It was just a cool night hanging with all, all those guys just because it was, it was a bar. It was a hole in the wall bar. And like the most Claudio people, the, yeah, all the, like the people were there were, pretty much the local people at the bar there was just a few fans so it was it was that intimate you know mm-hmm. um setting setting not like oh. romantic but. also roderick <laughs> strong who was going to be on the show in a little bit wrestled uh nakajima that night too for super card of honor oh, yeah, he actually when we were taking a picture with uh uh el generico he put the straw in front of our camera <laughs> <laughs> nice so, um, but yeah, so if you have a chance to go to, to WrestleMania and all that, definitely make sure you do that if it's within your grasp of, of either affording travel or if it's just near where you live. Definitely make sure you go out there and check out some of the indie shows that they run around there as well. Really cool stuff. We got to meet a lot of people whenever we went in New Orleans. We've had a lot of people that we can see. I'm, it's just now coming back to me how awkwardly I talked to 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 Daniel Bryan that time I was like you're awesome you're my you're, favorite wrestler. you're my favorite <laughs> I probably seemed like such a fucking weirdo but uh, <laughs> he was super nice about it yeah so uh so, so good stuff so we got to see Raw we kick things off with uh the authority promo everyone's talking about Randy Orton Randy Orton comes out saying I'm gonna hurt you and punch you and, in the skull that's right and Rollins is basically like well you know why don't you fight me tonight ha 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 so, I mean, that sets it up. I mean, it's a traditional 15-minute promo to help kill time because, I mean, my goodness, they've got three hours to fill every Monday, and, you know, it's become sort of routine now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 a time killer. That's exa- that's all that it is. Um, so the first matchup we got to see, actually, someone commented on this, and I went back and checked, and there were actually only... Four official matches in this three-hour Raw. I mean, they had, you know, they had uh, Big Show and Eric Rowan, but that wasn't a, that match never got officially started. The Mark Henry Battle Royal thing that didn't have, that didn't officially happen. So there were only technically four matches in this entire three-hour Raw, which is kind of bad. She. Yeah, so uh, the first matchup we got to see Nikki Bella going up against AJ Lee with Paige and uh, Bree in the cor- in their respective corners. Um, I'm glad that they got the time that they did. They got a, they got quite a quite a bit of time to to showcase, and uh, I don't think they disappointed. What do you think, Doug? Uh, it was not out of this world, but it was no. solid, and they tried hard. They worked yeah. hard. Uh, I didn't have any real problems with this. Yeah. Um, Question: mm-hmm. When was the last time Brie wrestled? Uh, she yeah. wrestled AJ Lee, I think, on SmackDown. Oh, did she? Yeah, fairly recently, I want to say, or it was Paige, one of the two. Um, but yeah, I mean, the match didn't go three minutes. The match didn't end in a roll up. So uh, I was, I was pretty pleased by that. Um, so pleased that you would want to watch Total Divas. Nope. But Nikki Bella doesn't end up getting the victory after uh, a brawl ensues on the outside between Bree and Paige. Uh, Nikki Why Bella were you coming down so hard on the Bellas on Twitter if you're okay with this? Because I was checking in. Because <laughs> I was checking in on you on Twitter where you just tried to appeal to people. 
because you said something about like give these women a break permanently like don't bring them back or whatever yeah so so why so why are you coming down on the bellas so hard if you're okay with this i'm okay with the women in the wwe getting a chance to have a match but i'm just not a fan of the bellas anymore i was just not not digging it you would be a fan of them if you watched whole divas i'm I'm liking Nikki's progression. She has definitely improved in the ring, but anytime they're told to talk, I'm not interested at all. Sure, but... Oh, no. Okay, yeah, no, I like the whole... uh, the inset... the inlay promo from the beginning where they were like... there was the Bellas and they were like, yeah, give Divas a chance. Oh, give me a break or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I like them healing off of the give give Divas a chance thing. Because they were like, oh, give me a break with that shit or whatever. Yeah, give me I a break. like them playing that for Heat. I thought that was smart. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but Nikki ends up getting the victory. So probably next week we'll see uh, Paige against Bree or something like that. So who knows. But uh, after that, we got to see Ryback going up against The Miz. Um, and I don't know. One of the problems I have with, with SmackDown, well, there are actually a couple problems. Um, one the spoilers because they're not doing it live so everyone finds out the the results before the show even airs so that's a that's a reason not to watch but you there's one less of a day to wait for spoilers yeah that's true um the other is they've sort of just lost focus on smackdown so you see a lot of repeat matches they'll either repeat a match from from raw or they'll have a match on smackdown that they show on raw the very next week so True. There's not a whole lot of storyline progression on SmackDown to cause people to want to tune in. It's sort of just like filler filler TV. That's fair. I, I don't think that there's been any storyline progression for a while. Um, the thing you can say about SmackDown is they generally get a little more time for their matches. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking strictly for in-ring product, um, matches are probably going to get a little bit more time on SmackDown. And yet they do that in two hours. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I'm. I can't argue with you. I mean, you're making valid points. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just offering more comments. <laughs> Good stuff. I'm not even disagreeing with you. I'm just. I, I'm adding additional comments. Yeah. So, uh, but Ryback ends up defeating the Miz, and uh, the Miz then attacks Miz Dow after the matchup, just because he lost and wasn't too thrilled about it. So. Well, he laid him out, huh? Yeah, gave him the, the skull crushing, crushing finale. finale. So whatever. Um, I don't know. You know, I posed this question on on Twitter during Raw, uh, and wanted to get your your guys' thoughts. Uh, oh, sorry, I only remembered your hot your hot Bella's takes. Your hot takes on the Bellas. Oh, okay. Sorry. Just that one <laughs> that one tweet. I was like, I'm gonna give it to him for this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you think that they're gonna have <laughs> opinions expressed on the WS podcast Twitter reflective only of one Daniel Harris? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. I'll take I'll take credit for that. All right. Um, but but do you uh do you guys think that they're gonna turn Miz Dow on Miz, where he finally attacks Miz? Do you think they might do it before WrestleMania, during WrestleMania, or after WrestleMania? I think they want them pop at Mania. I yeah. don't think they want all the fans to be like. Oh. It, yeah, if it's gonna be like a Miz Dow crowd ever, it's gonna be at Mania or the yeah, night it's after. Like, uh, right. They're, yeah, because they're both in the memorial. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Ms. Dow, it, 
eliminates Miz. Because he why that's would what you, he said. Why he, would you throw away that reaction two weeks before Raw? Like, give it to him on Mania. Let that crowd, like, it wants to adore him, adore him at WrestleMania, and get that big Mania pop for him. Yeah. So, or maybe they'll hold off onto it until the Raw after because the crowd is always rowdy that night. Either or. Yeah. I think it's a I think it's a mania moment though. Like mm. don't throw that away on some bullshit raw that okay. you didn't give any fucking thought or effort to with the stupid oh no, he's gonna help me win if he eliminates me or whatever, he's fired. Mm-hmm. Oh no. He's fired. Okay. Yeah. You're fired as being my personal oh, assistant. Oh no. So shit. But after that we got to see the contract signing uh between Rusev and Cena. Um one of the gripes that I had about this was that, you know, they announced the match was going to take place. They threw up the graphics, Cena versus Rusev at WrestleMania. And now they're saying, oh, well, we haven't even signed the contract yet, so this might match might not happen. And then Lana wasn't there, which the fans were chanting, we want Lana. Um, this lawyer guy with, like, it was not a Russian accent. Let's just... No. Let's just... I don't know that. what it was. Someone said Chicago... And it reminded me of the Saturday Night Live skit or like, oh, yeah, the Bears, you know, my client Rusev didn't want to yeah. wrestle you at WrestleMania. Well, yeah, I got I that. S- now that you're doing it, I can see that. But if you just said Chicago, I wouldn't picture it like yeah. that. It's like a Chicago. It's like someone it's a parody of a Chicago accent. It's like if someone with a thick Chicago accent tried to do a Russian accent yeah. or something. He's something. Tr- he's working on his next heart attack. But no, my thing though with that that whole stuff was I know it was bad, but like ah oh, bears. JBL was getting off focus with yeah. just going against that guy and stuff. I'm like, well, it's like he's not the focus. To, this is supposed to be sort of a big moment. You're trying to sell a main event. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Event. I mean, that, that guy's accent is off or whatever, yeah. but you don't need to bring you're, focus to you're it. You're supposed to be selling the match. I, well, I read that he was specifically told the shit on that guy because he was so bad. But I, my question is, how did he get to live raw without being able to pull off the accent is my question did he did he just what did he go out there nervous and then fucked up and then couldn't pull it through or did they not even bother to have or they just assumed that he could do it and they didn't even ask him to do it for them i understand like i have less of a problem with jbl shitting on this guy this guy's never going to be back so it doesn't mm. matter it matters less to me that he, jbl shat on this one guy yeah. who's never coming back than a guy who's there every week or a guy who Eventually, they're going to ask me to care about again. It's there's a degree of difference there. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge that, but like, how did this guy get there without being able to do it? You know what I mean? Like, right. did they not test him? Did he just go out there and get nervous and then couldn't pull it off? It was just nerves. I don't know. I, I find that whole thing weird. Like, I don't know. It was so strange. Also, we're not shitting on Chicago and accents. No, not at we're all. We're from Southeast Texas, y'all. Howdy, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, y'all going down here to Texas and drill some oil and ride around on a horse. Me and Pa are going down to the creek and we're going to fish. That's right. That's right, A-Bird. <laughs> <They're laughs> that's, this, that's how these two assholes talk. They're not even putting yeah, it it's all Yeah, it's all up front. For 218 episodes, we've yeah. gotten away with it, but now it's finally out. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> no you ruined, no you've ruined our careers. The speak is gone. <laughs> yep. So, but the thing that got me was that this lawyer guy was trying to say that Rusev was not going to agree to this match, did not agree to this match, so therefore there will be no match, and yet Rusev's name is on the contract now. But 
at the end, something kind of like, I, I mean, I think it's going to go ahead, you know, with all this, this shit that happened after he flipped the table and all that stuff. And he, John Cena is like, I got this. What that, did he I say? got your ass. Yeah, I got your ass. And he held up the contract. But that's actually a contract, not his ass. But <laughs> that I is mean, correct. But with this being Fact. this close to Mania, I mean, what? You have one more show, right? No. Correct. The go home show next week. So what the hell? So they have to do it next week then. Do what? The hey, it's official. It is official. He it's signed official. the contract. No, uh, Rusev. He did. I thought he didn't. He That's said. He said. I didn't agree to it. It was Lana, but I will agree to fight you if you allow me to have this statement or whatever. And then he had a statement where he talked shit on U.S. Oh, okay. March, I guess and then I did. he's like, I'd... then he signed it and then flipped the uh, he sh- flipped the table and showed ass. And he was like, fuck you. That's what he said. That's right. So, uh, so yeah. So, tables were flipped, saving the segment. Uh, next up, we got to see Tyson Kidd and Cesaro going up against Big E Saving the segment. Kofi. I thought Rusev was pretty fucking good in this. Yeah, he did uh, the, the, uh, Granted, the actor guy, <laughs> everyone was bewildered by the oh fucking actor God. guy. And then JBL shitting on the, the actor guy, like, takes away from the segment. But Rusev is coming a long way as a character. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, he, he he's progressing as a wrestler and as a character. I did not originally see Rusev as a guy who was going to be a, a big-time contributor for years to come. I thought he was a guy they were building up to get one payoff of making a guy off of him. But I can see him as a bigger contributor to the company now. So, uh, yeah, he's come a long way. Yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely grown. So, And his matches have improved. So we'll have to see where it takes him. But the uh, he's a pretty decent promo. I mean, yeah. So we'll have to see what happens. But the next matchup we got to see Tyson Kidd and Cesaro going up against Big E and Kofi. Um, this was kind of a short matchup, but Tyson and Cesaro ended up getting the win. What do you think about the before match promo where they did the the clapping with a fact at the end as sort of a parody of of New Day? I'm blanking on it. Remind me it of what like, it said. Fact or something like that. I don't remember. I don't That's not either. the New Day clap. Uh, the New Day clap is like. Well, yeah, but they were trying to make fun of them. Oh, okay. They were like, you know, we can do that too. Oh. And we can make it better. Fact. Oh. Like they're like our clap is faster. Our yeah, <laughs> faster and better. And we clap faster and more time. <laughs> we got the clap faster. <laughs> Everyone loves the clap. So, uh, but yeah, so Tyson and Cesaro end up getting the victory. Los Matadores decide Did you get the to sense attack. that they were going to go heel, or this was just a, their way of inserting themselves into the match? At first, I felt like it was a heel thing, but then afterwards, all the stuff that happened, it, they're just inserting themselves in the match because, what, they turn on New Day, and then they went, well... They're uh, trying to establish themselves as a threat. Then they went against uh, Tyson and uh, Cesaro, so yeah. I feel like... And the fact it was that Torito a weird way. had to yeah. take the move from Torito is kind of sad. But they're inserting themselves. In yeah. They've, I mean, but they've been jobbers pretty much since they got here, since they made their debut. I mean, they won a couple matches, but then after that they sort of faded out, and you'd only see them to get beat down or toss them in as extra bodies in a rumble or of some kind. But, you know, now they're trying to say, okay, well, we've got two weeks to WrestleMania to make these guys look credible. So have them go out there and beat up the champs and and the opposing teams. So I don't know, but uh, 
But another tag team news has been reported uh, at the beginning of the week. Jay Uso uh, reported injured o- over uh, over the last week, so I don't know what this is going to do for the Usos as far as WrestleMania. But uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, it sucks for them this close to Mania if yeah. it's uh, serious. Is it something they expect to keep him out, or is it something there that he was, could tape there, up and go? There wasn't an official statement as far as what kind of injury or for how long. I think yeah. they said it was a shoulder injury. I'm sure they're bummed about it. I don't know. Like, yeah. uh, I suppose it's possible, especially with a four-team tag match, they could hide him in mm-hmm. the, the corner and he could just be like a hot tag for his brother for like a minute or so. Yeah. So if he's if it's not serious enough that he's willing to just like tape it up and give it like uh, a he'll few minutes. The, he'll do the dive and <clears throat> hopefully turn with his non-injured shoulder. And Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yep. I mean, if you're – but, I mean, if – if anything, he can be hit in the multi-man tag match if they oh, yeah. need to. So. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, after that, we got to see a video package featuring Brock Lesnar, and um, you know they've they've done these in the past and they've been phenomenal. And I think this was no different. I thought it was a really solid promo, really solid video for Brock Lesnar. Uh, one thing that I did like that they did on the package was discuss his free agency. You know, they they've actually been doing this. Frequently here, the past few weeks, they've been talking about what's going to happen if, you know, Seth Rollins tries to cash in on Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, which is something that a lot of people have been hinting at uh, for a number of weeks, maybe in a few a few months now. Uh, and also, what's going to happen once Brock Lesnar's contract is up? You know, now, now they've made it no secret that, yeah, after WrestleMania, he's a free agent. What's going to happen? We don't know. So, I thought it was an excellent video package. Uh, what do you guys think? I don't really remember. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I guess people sort of complain that uh, when Lesnar is on the show, he's not on the show often, and when he is, it's him standing in the ring while Heyman talks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing about Lesnar is he, when he has these 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 vignettes, these videos that they're he's able to get multiple takes, he comes off so fucking awesome. Oh yeah. These. Why not use the fucking use that to your advantage? Let him. Speak in a controlled environment where mm-hmm. he's going to look awesome all the fucking time. He can time. look his best. Yeah, like what's I understand people people's arguing arguing like the return on the WWE's investment, but it's not your investment. You didn't throw your money into it, mm-hmm. so why are you concerned with their return on their investment? You should only, I mean, you should be concerned with the product as you're you're seeing it, and from that account, like he's been awesome. Uh, but I do think it's interesting, like you're talking about the playing up the the free agency stuff, because I feel like that is baby in a way baby facing him because basically he's playing up the free agency, but he's the free agency is against like the authority because the authority are like the power team, mm-hmm. so it's in a way like baby facing. Him. So I think that's real interesting. I don't know. I think he's coming out. He's not coming out like a true blue hill, like right. All well, except whenever he says, I'm going to fuck up Roman Reigns. <laughs> well, see, the, th- the, th- the thing about that is, the thing about that is he's not, he's not cheating. He's not underhanded. He's just, he's won all his matches by fucking just winning his matches. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done anything dastardly. He hasn't done anything to cheat. He, he talks a little shit, but he fucking backs up. That's why he's so like over, 
as a baby face, like they're trying to present these baby faces in these like shoddy ways, and people just want to cheer for Lesnar because he's just an ass kicker. Mm-hmm. He's just a guy who's who's gonna say a couple of words and then like I'm kick some fuck ass. you up. So Pretty I don't much. know. <laughs> I mean, he's by far the best presented guy in the company. Definitely. So very good stuff from Brock Lesnar. Uh, after that, we got to see Big Show beat down Eric Rowan for whatever reason. They're both in the Battle Royal, so there you go. That's all the reason you need. <laughs> yep. uh, Larry Zbysko is the next inductee for the WWE Hall of Fame. Okay, cool deal. Nothing really to add from it. Um, after that, they sort of did a mock Battle Royal with about 10, 12, 15 guys in there. Uh, Mark Henry ended up winning that. So Well, Kane did a promo first, right? Yeah, I can't remember exactly what he said, though. Uh, basically talking about how he's going to win the Battle Royal. And Axelmania was running wild there until he was eliminated by Mark Henry. So, uh, I don't know. Front runners, we're not making official predictions this week. That'll be that'll come for next week. But front runner for uh, Andre the Giant Battle Memorial Royal for WrestleMania. Who do you, who do you got? Ah. Uh... Jeez. I still haven't seen enough. I still I still need another week to, to even make me fall. Yeah. I haven't seen anything to indicate they have a favorite. Mm. Or I'm sure they know who it's going to be, but they haven't indicated a favorite like on the show. You think it might be a returning Sheamus? I think that's a, a, pos- a good possibility, but then I also heard that they were going to hold him back until we're all the night mm. after, so I don't know. Interesting. How about you, Tyler? Any any favorites running in your mind? Um. Henry or Seamus? Okay. I, I mean, I could see like a returning Seamus getting it if he was not going to be held off. I could see Mizdow, uh getting it by eliminating the Miz, and that be the big moment there. Yeah. Uh, I guess right now it's I'm between Seamus and Mizdow, but uh, I don't know. They could announce someone else. I could be like, oh, yeah, I could see that guy getting it. I don't know yet. I pick so-and-so. Yeah, I pick insert name. So, uh, so yeah, there you go. I pick the one person who gets an entrance for this matchup. Because <laughs> if you remember uh, last year, they did, uh, you know, they had like 28 of the guys in the ring, and then Big Show and Sheamus came out, even though Cesaro ended up winning. But they gave at least two entrances for that. But uh, after that, we got to see Paul Heyman come out, deliver a promo, talk about the match. Roman Reigns interrupts him, saying, hey, man, I'm going to talk, uh, hey, man, Heyman. Hey, Heyman. So uh, he decided he was going to cut a promo to Brock Lesnar. I thought he did a a fair enough job. It wasn't like an outstanding promo, but it wasn't terrible either. It's better than your average Roman Reigns promo. Yeah. So, you know, he was a little more serious. Wasn't cutting jokes or anything like that. I thought he was trying to be all cool. um, Paul Heyman. Yeah, but uh, but after that, uh, Heyman was approached backstage, and he did say that Brock Lesnar will be on Raw next week, so there's something for you to look forward to. Uh, after that, we got a three-on-three tag match between Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, Dean Ambrose going up against Stardust, Wade Barrett, and Luke Harper with R-Truth on commentary, and he had the Intercontinental title strapped to his back or attached to his coat, whatever it was, and... Um, I thought this was a pretty solid matchup. Daniel Bryan, Ziggler, and Ambrose ended up getting the win. And then there was the fallout, everyone hitting finishers on one another, and Barrett ends up walking away with his title. So what, what do you think about the matchup? It was fine. Yeah. Nothing really? How about you, Tyler? Uh, Same? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just more build to the, uh, to the Intercontinental ladder match for WrestleMania. We got to hear from Bray Wyatt, who wants to be the new face of fear. 
I, again, like I don't have this big feel for WrestleMania. It's it's just I think I saw you know a meme online that it was like WrestleMania. It's going to be the fourth greatest Raw of the year or something like that. You know, and that's kind of how it feels. It feels like it's just going to be just another pay per view, except it's going to be at a huge venue. You know, it's just, not going to be just a pay per view, sir, because we're going to have bets going. Yeah, we will be having bets going and going to be some awesome food and stuff like that. But it's just. This time last year, we were pumped and excited. Yeah, we were going to the event, but that's a different story. Like, years past, we've we've been excited about WrestleMania, and I'm just not. I'm not pumped about it. Yeah, man. I, uh, for the first time in forever, I, can, I don't feel, like, eager, or I don't feel a lot of anticipation, or I don't expect a great show. Usually, I... Usually I expect a great show. Now, whether I am disappointed or not, that's always up for up for grabs once the show starts. But I always anticipate a good show. Mm-hmm. This this year, not so much. I don't I don't know. Maybe it has a lot to do with the way they're presenting these live events now that they're not pay-per-views and uh, they're not, I guess, buy rates aren't uh, much of the business anymore, so they're not necessarily worried about buy rates. They just want, like, subscriptions to the network. Mm. So they feel like <sighs> advertisements for the... I don't know. It's just weird. It's weird. Yeah. How about you, Tyler? Does it feel like WrestleMania? No, it does not. It's um just- there's probably about like one or two I'm like kind of looking forward to, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have the feel to it. Uh, it doesn't have that big time it feel. It would suck if it was like this. This WrestleMania was like the the Dallas one, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, like oh man, we're going to that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that there. I'm glad that this WrestleMania is the one that's uh, booked for uh, Cali, and then <laughs> we get another chance next year to. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll, I'm for sure going to go to Dallas, but I just hope that it's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Better booked. Yeah. So we'll have to see. But the uh, the final moment, segment, whatever, it was supposed to be Rollins versus Orton, but throughout the night, the authority was losing their faith in Rollins and bailing on him, and J&J security quit, even though Jamie Noble was the secret weapon all along. Uh, Big Show and Kane weren't there in his corner. The authority saying, well, you 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 made your bed. Now it's time to sleep in it and whatever. But, oh, it was all one big ruse. And He's like, Orton, I got it, you, Orton. Yeah, Dumbass. It, t- it took you four months to come up with your plan. It only took me three hours to uh-huh. say, hey, let's get this guy. So let's get this guy. And the authority surrounds the ring. Lights go out. We hear, ah! And uh, the lights come back on. I'm pretty and, sure we didn't hear that. Ah! Yeah, we did. They actually played on the thing, right? Yeah, they did. <laughs> Not exactly that, but well, maybe a little higher pitched. But yeah, I like your impression. Squawk. So that's what the you, light. Then you do it, Amber. Let's, I can't let's do it. Your, I cannot do your best. Come on. Wow. Not even the right animal. Oh, okay. Sorry. So <laughs> got confused. That was a cat. So uh, <laughs> so the lights come back on and it's Sting. Oh my God. And Sting has a baseball bat and he's attacking the authority. Orton has a chair. Orton has a chair and he's attacking the authority and he runs the authority off and that's how we end Raw. RKO out of nowhere. And then they say, well, tune into the WWE Network for some exclusive content. We're going to hear from Sting himself. And it was literally two or three sentences. Yeah, pretty much. That was his really legit first time to speak. Yeah. His first time to speak wasn't on Raw. It was on the 
after Raw that went off the air like five minutes after Raw. Well, that makes sense from a business standpoint of them trying to drive people to the network. Sting, yeah. I know you're new around here, but I just want to let you know I don't need help. But saying that, was that pretty was cool. pretty damn cool. Yeah. It feels good RKO! To, it feels good to be here. I've been trying to get here for a long time. Yep. Took like, the really? bus. Have you? Have you really been trying? Or have you just been declining, 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 declining? I don't know where I was ah, for I all those years. It. I can't tell you. I feel like y'all hating on this a little bit. Nah. Don't don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. The whole I, I saw the whole like we're fake breaking up for the night coming the whole time. I yeah. knew they were gonna come down to the end, but I sort of I, I was sort of into it when the lights went out and the sting was in the ring with Orton. I was like, yeah. oh, I I, I got up for it. I got. I up. actually didn't. I was just like, eh. I don't know. I just. I was into it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and lie in front for all the listeners that I was into. I'm not lying. No 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you are. I'm saying I'm not gonna sit here and like pretend to be like negative. If I wasn't right. So I'm just gonna. I'm well, just I liked saying, it too. Yeah, I, I was, liked it. I, I was just like, oh, I probably the, the best thing that happened all night, which is not yeah. saying a lot, but yeah, I like the the part when the lights came on, whatever, and Orton's looking like, whoa, <laughs> oh, hey Sting, <laughs> what it do? Sup, dude? Yeah, sup. Uh, then Sting was all like, meow. <laughs> <laughs> Meows again. That's, that's right. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, Meow, listen. That's that's pretty much how they close out Raw. So, what if? How much more would you like Sting if they replaced like the the squaws with meows? That would be so fucking cool. Meow, <laughs> meow. <laughs> and he Just has kidding. like 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 whiskers, like yeah, or something. I don't know. Like kiss the kiss. So instead of like the crow. Get up that he had, just like go like full on kiss and have the whiskers. Sure, why not? I'm just kidding. That would be stupid as hell. Then one time, <laughs> he hilarious. Out, he can come out and have a giant star over one of his eyes. And I don't like kiss. Oh, you me don't want to rock and roll all night and party every day. It took uh, me 14 years to get here. And now I'm gonna fuck shit up. Yeah, fuck <sighs> with my baseball bat. So that's how we closed out raw. Interesting stuff. You're listening to a special interview segment for the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. Okay, folks, joining us on the show this week, he is the current PWG and FIP champion and also ROH Triple Crown champion and Mr. ROH, Roderick Strong. Roderick, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you for your time. For all the information on Roderick Strong, you can follow him at Roderick Strong on Twitter. Also, go to Facebook.com slash Official Roderick Strong. So, welcome to the show. And on Instagram. Instagram as well. Instagram as well, at, get, uh, at Roderick Strong. Definitely want to hit that pro wrestling tease <laughs> slash Roderick yeah. Strong. Strong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So we're having you on today to sort of just discuss your career, get a little, get you know, get some of the listeners in our area to get to know you a little bit because Ring of Honor is available here in Beaumont on Saturdays at 1 p.m. on KFDM with a replay at 11:05 p.m. and also a replay on KBTV at 10 p.m. And if you're listening outside of the area, just go to rohwrestling.com to find the listings in your area. So first question: How does it feel knowing that you are only one of two men who are on the list of the ROH Triple Crown Champion list? You know, it's a pretty surreal feeling. Uh, when you when you want to become a wrestler, you want to do something of importance, and you never know exactly what it is. You know, you want to leave your stamp somewhere, and obviously I don't feel like my career is over at all. It's far from over, but... 
to know already in the amount of time that I've been in this business, I've been able to to do something and make history in a company that has changed the platform of professional wrestling, I feel. Absolutely. And like you said, you know, still many years left uh, in your career. Where do you see your career headed in the next five to ten years? And uh, I guess the secondary question would be, what would your plans be after you choose to retire from the ring? I mean, obviously with wrestling, it's hard to, uh, you know, to really predict a future, you know, down the road. But obviously uh, still doing what I'm doing, probably, you know, and hopefully at a higher level, just continuously uh, improving in every aspect of of my job and in, in life. And post post wrestling, uh, I'm gonna I want to be a strength and conditioning coach. Actually, that's something that uh, is super important to me and kind of always been a goal. So you know, some kind of uh, some kind of athletics program, uh, you know, some, something like that. Uh, Roddy, you're you're definitely a vet of the indie scene, a guy who's looked at, well respected. Um, I know that you just wrestled Trevor Lee a couple of weekends ago for a PWG. You're defending your title. I think a lot of people, like in maybe like 2013, would argue that ACH was sort of a breakout guy, and maybe like 2014, a lot of people would say like Biff Busick is like a, a breakout guy for that year. And I think probably a lot of people this year would argue that Trevor Lee is a guy who's looking to be a breakout guy. And by that, I just mean they're sort of breaking out of their, their home scene and to a more nationally known level. And so the vet that you are, the well-respected guy that you are, when you look at a guy like Trevor Lee, do you see he's poised to, to take that kind of a position? Does he have it? Or what's, what's your thoughts on yeah, Trevor Lee? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean he, he started around wrestling young just like I did. So, uh, and, and being in the ring with him finally, because you hear a lot about people, but it, it's hard to judge. You know, everyone has their opinion, and I like to be in the ring with him and before I ever make a, you know, a statement or have an opinion about them. You know, I think Trevor's one of those young guys, but old guy in that sense, because he has been around wrestling, you know, for quite, you know, quite a bit longer than people, like, seem to realize. And I think... With that comes a different maturity, which and that's something that's separating him from the other guys. I feel at this point, and that's why he's he's one step ahead. You know, he understands he understands little things that a lot of the guys don't really really get. And I think he's going to have a fantastic, you know, 2015 and beyond. Very cool. I know you got a big reunion coming up. With uh, you're going to be teaming over WrestleMania weekend shows for WWE and Live. You're going to be teaming with uh, reuniting with Austin Aries to sort of reform Generation Next. So, what are your thoughts? Are you are you looking forward to to reteaming with Austin? And I guess you guys are wrestling Ricochet and Uha Nation. That's been announced. So, what are your thoughts on on that whole deal? The reuni- reuniting and the the upcoming match. Uh, of course, man. It's it, it's going to be extremely special. You know, me and me and Aries did some very special stuff in Ring of Honor, and through that we became really good friends. So it's going to be an exciting time for us. You know, I feel like both of us are, you know, at the top of our game right now. So we're going to bring bring the best version of us that we've ever been able to bring, you know, to the table. And we both love tag wrestling, and we're facing two amazing athletes. So you know, I think it's something that's going to be extremely special, and the people better tune in. Either, you know, show up live or on iPay-Per-View. Another huge set of shows you got coming up. I know you're um, 
Well, Ring of Honor is going to be having their their co-promoted shows with uh, New Japan coming up in May. And uh, I know last year when you were still in the decade, when you were still teaming with BJ Whitmer, you guys teamed up and wrestled Gato and Jado. This year, if it was up to you, I'd love to know, ideally, your singles match with a New Japan talent, like who you want one-on-one in the ring. Well, I mean, I, I've said it like quite a few times, and I'll continue to say it. And I'm not usually one of those guys that, you know, calls out somebody and says they want to wrestle them because I feel as promoters and the people want to see it, it's going to happen. You know, I've never once asked for a match that I've been put in. So, uh, but I say Nakamura. I, I think he's, he's very, like the physicality and the showmanship that he brings is, uh, is quite the matchup for me. And I, I like guys like that. The more, you know, the more intense, the better, you know, and, and if Okada comes, He's another guy. And Tanahashi, if he comes, he's another guy. I got the opportunity to wrestle him when I was with TNA, and obviously both of us are a million times better than we were when we wrestled our explosion match. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of like to get my hands on any of them. I feel my style is, is, is a good matchup for any of them. You're speaking a little bit about physicality, and you're known for a lot of things. You're known as uh, the Messiah, the backbreaker. You're also known as an extremely hard, like, chop guy. So has any, I mean, you don't have to out anybody or name any names, but has anyone ever asked you, like, hey, man, just lay off the chops, please? Uh, you know, it's happened here or there. <laughs> but, or, you know, or try not to do as many. <laughs> but, you know, and it's hard when when a lot of that is, second nature and it, it's part of your your offense and your it's just tough you know sometimes you can't help what you do right we sort of mentioned the, the decade a little little while ago and you're, you're not with the decade anymore you're sort of you're feuding with bj whitmer no that is over well so i'm no longer doing that okay i'm sorry i, I wasn't for 100 sure if the uh, 13th anniversary show if that was the blow-off match or, or what so sorry about that um no, it's okay. I'm just messing with you. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, when you were with the decade, was there any part of that angle and that gimmick that was like personal for you in the sense that the decade sort of built on the foundation of fans getting real excited when guys move on to places like WWE or even fans getting excited when guys are coming back from places, you guys being guys that have been there like you know, constantly through the years, like you, like you said, you know, for a decade. Is there any... Any part of that that was like personal for you, maybe feeling underappreciated or undervalued at all? Uh, I mean, I mean to a point, but I feel like with anything, if you're if you're anywhere for a long period of time, I think people tend to forget. Not necessarily, you know, not not exactly what you've done because I don't want to live on old merits, but exactly what you're doing and and if you're good at your job. So a little bit, a little bit, but for me, it was more motivation when people will come back because I really do feel like I am the measuring stick and if it, of ring of honor and I pride myself on being able to be the best in ring performer that I possibly can be. And if those guys come back when I'm, when I face them, it, it's basically me challenging them. I understand, you know, it, are they good? Can they hang? Are they on the level to, to be the top guy that people want them to be here? So it becomes personal in the sense of it becomes a challenge for me, you know, to, to prove to people and myself, you know? 
Right. Very cool. And speaking on some of the guys who, you know, are coming back to Ring of Honor, such as your AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, you spent some time in TNA. What are your thoughts on the direction that they've taken recently? I mean, it seems sort of like Ring of Honor has become bigger in TNA now that guys like Alberto El Patron, uh, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe are reappearing. It's, you know, ROH is getting that bigger feel now. You know, I think they did what was, I think TNA has done what, what is best for them, for growth, you know, for, for one, just to, to level out, and two, uh, possible growth in the future. And it seems like Destination America is super behind them. I'm not sure exactly who owns the station, but, you know, they promote it very heavily, and that's good to see. I mean, I have friends there, and I have guys there that I really enjoy watching perform. So, you know, I hope, I hope you know, Ring of Honor rises as high as we possibly can because it's fun competing and seeing who has the better product and pushing each other, you know, because like mm-hmm. I was saying, we do have, you know, friends that work there. So it's like, you know, who can tear it up this week, you know, so on and so forth. So I, I hope the best for them. Yeah, I mean, it's the best. It's great for the fans and it's just great for my friends. Very cool. There seems to be a, a recent surge of popularity of wrestling in America with new promotions over the last year like Lucha Underground, Global Force Wrestling, even New Japan from their pay-per-view in January uh, got a lot of people buzzing. So what are your what are your thoughts on uh, on these promotions? Well, I don't think you can call Global Force a promotion, but... Uh, <laughs> I'll agree with Lucha that. Lucha Underground, <laughs> you know, it's, you have to actually run a show and everyone's kind of said that. And, you know, I hope it does get off the ground. Mm-hmm. And I hope they do run shows because we're saying it's it's good for professional wrestling to have the the best quality, uh, you know, wrestling that they can have out there. I you know I've watched Lucha Underground quite a few times and I enjoyed it. It's obviously a different product and it has its its own niche and uh, that's good. That's good. It you know it kind of gets tedious and repetitive with everyone trying to be you know on the level of WWE when they, you know, when they come out. And that's one thing I think Ring of Honor has done well with is, is keeping itself separate and continuously just trying to improve and be the best at what they do. So I think it's, it's exciting time for wrestling fans and wrestlers. I mean, I, I'm a huge wrestling fan myself, so the more wrestling, the better for me. Um, I feel it feels like we're seeing a shift um, maybe in, in pro wrestling as far as like... Um, the free agent market seems to be like booming as far as guys, uh, you know, finding alternatives, alternatives to WWE as as places they will make like good livings. And um, I mean, they could be. I mean, I hear guys like the Young Bucks saying, "Hey, we we don't sign contracts anywhere," and they could be kayfabing us. Like I don't know, we're just you know fans doing a, re- a wrestling show, so I don't know any the legitimacy of if guys like the Young Bucks have a contract or not. But it almost feels like the business is maybe shifting to uh, a sort of guys not signing as many contracts or, um, you know, maybe more freelance stuff. And uh, I know sort of over the past five to seven years, like it's been like a, a big thing with independent guys having contracts. And I, and I understand the position of someone like Ring of Honor saying, hey, if you want to see Roderick Strong, you got to come to Ring of Honor to, to, to see Roderick Strong. So that's why they would put you guys under contracts. But how do you see that for yourself, and do you think that's good for the business to to get away from that, or how do you see that progressing? Yeah, to me, contracts are important, but they're situationally important. If you have a young guy that is just trying 
to become better at what he's doing. No, you you don't you know put him in a position where that one promotion obviously is where he has to work unless you're the WWE because then you have the developmental system and uh, you know they they get to do you know work in the system. But if you're not there, then why would you do that? Like, and I think Ring of Honor is is getting to the point where they need to make sure that their guys are as healthy as possible and, and are unique because. For years, a lot of us have traveled the roads, and we've we've done all the independence that we can, and people want to see you. So the bigger the you know the bigger the star you are in Ring of Honor, the more the people that are going to come and see you. So uh, yeah, I think for certain people, yes, it's good, but I think for others, uh, you know, it's good that contracts are around. Being in uh, being in Ring of Honor for as long as you have, uh, have you sort of found yourself being a mentor to some of the up and coming talent? Is there anyone in particular like that that you talk to behind the curtain, uh, sort of giving advice or taking under your wing, so to speak? Yeah, I wouldn't say like one person. I mean, there has been people before that I have, and I mean, in wrestling or with anything, you end up you know having a group of people or your small group of friends that. You know, that's what you guys do is you talk wrestling. And that's something that uh, you know, I've always been one to, you know, appreciate when people have came and they've given me their time and constructive criticism to try to make me better. To me, it kind of blows my mind that, you know, someone actually wanted to do that. So I've always tried to do that as well. For the most part, that is something I've always tried to do, give help as much as I possibly can. Just because I, I do want, you know, wrestlers to be better. And I, I understand it's it's easier for you know to get a critique from someone that's watching it than it is to go back and watch the tape and you know, blah blah blah. Obviously, people are going to do that to try to get better. But you know, I try to try to influence people as much as I can and be be as you know honest as I possibly can when it comes to critiquing people. It's sort of been rumored lately, um, and obviously I don't know the specifics of it, but it's sort of been rumored that Sinclair is like really happy with where Ring of Honor is, and um, they are maybe not necessarily looking to because of how they're happy, how happy they are with it. They're not necessarily looking to sink a ton more money into that. Um, I just wondered, like, from a guy who's in that locker room so much, and you guys go out there. Put your put your bodies on the line. You know, you guys are killing yourself to have good matches every night out. Is it hard to stay motivated? Um, hearing something like that, or 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 how do you interpret that? Oh, that's false. First off, that report is not true whatsoever. You have to look at it like this: they're a business and they want to make money, right? So right. If if something is continuously getting better, why wouldn't you? invest in it to keep it getting better. You know, I right. think it's kind of funny that people are like, they don't want it to grow. I mean, obviously there's certain things that they could do better to help improve, you know, awareness of the product to get the name out there. But I mean, I think for the most part, just hearing stuff like that's funnier than anything to me. And it seems like, they do want it to grow. They, you know, in certain areas, it has gotten a lot better when it comes from the production side. And I think that's something that's slowly going to continue to uh, to improve over time. But um, I don't know. It doesn't. 
I just think that's funny. Those, those kind of reports make me laugh because they are investing more money in the company. They are investing more money in the wrestlers. It's just, uh, I guess it's not as apparent to everybody. You were recently on the, uh, the Best Friends with uh, Chuck and Trent. Uh, did The Rock ever respond back to you? He did not. Oh. That son of a bitch. <laughs> I know. I know. I understand he's got a lot of followers. But come on. Speaking of like... Uh, Best Friends isn't like a necessarily um, like a traditional shoot interview, but it is in a sense like a shoot interview. And I know you've you've done other shoot interviews with like high spots and stuff like that. And I know you've you've probably done like a litany of podcasts and radio shows. I know you did art of wrestling. Obviously, you're doing our radio show. Um, recently, like the, I, the the kayfabe commentaries owner said that he thought that podcasts and radio shows were hurting the shoot interview business. Um, how do you how do you feel about that as a guy who's done both? Do you think there's room for both, or do you think they're a direct competition? I would assume they're very similar. It's just the way you go about it. I mean, podcasts are obviously a lot more casual, and that's the thing with the best friend thing. It was it's a lot more casual, just you know, talking. But shoot interviews for the most part tend to tend to come off more as drilling than anything, you know, or just straight questions. And I, so, I don't know. I guess it's personal preference. Because some people might, uh, you know, really have a lot of shit to unload and they're very emotional. And uh, shoot interviews are probably a better platform for that. And then for, you know, not, a, not as much dirt, I would say. And not as, not as aggressive of a, of a platform would be a podcast. I don't know. They vary a little bit to me with intention. Out of all the matches that you've had... For, for those who might not have seen Ring of Honor over the past few years, if there was one match that you would say, this is probably my all-time favorite of, of yours, uh, what would you suggest for the fans out there to go and watch? Uh, I'd say me versus James Gibson, his last match. Very cool stuff. In Ring of Honor. We always ask about... You know, stories on the road, you know, you hear about the guys that travel together, you know, they consider themselves road wives and stuff like that. Who is your road wife when you travel, and do you have any uh, stories that you could share with us? Uh, I mean, it, used to be, it used to be Eddie Edwards and Adam Cole, but now that Eddie is not with Ring of Honor anymore, it is uh, Adam Cole. That's who I would consider my road wife. <laughs> So, Dojo uh, Bros. And, I mean, huh? Dojo Bros. Yeah, exactly. That was a real thing. We were really friends like that. And uh, road stories. I'm trying to think of one that would be appropriate. Oh man. I, I mean, the the biggest thing for for me is we're just all goofy. So we all have kind of have a very similar personality, but uh, but different in certain ways. Adam's more of the serious serious guy out of the group and I mean I'm just off my fucking rocker <laughs> and, and and Eddie's a good mix Eddie's a good mix of both I mean there's a ton there's a ton of stories of going out and just having fun most of the the best times come when we just plan random like dude trips and go have uh, some fun this is sort of random and uh, off topic well not off topic but this is sort of out there it's just something I gotta ask uh, how did you get cast as a frat boy on Hulk Hogan's uh, micro championship wrestling. How did that whole thing come about? Uh, Cabana got a hold of me and Kevin Kleinrock was helping with that. 
And they were filming at Joe Gomez's house, which was literally like three minutes away from where I lived at the time. And they just asked me if I could get, if I knew any like fraternity people or anything. So I did, you know, I got them in touch with some people and then I ended up like going just to, just to go. Obviously it was right near my house. And they're like, Hey, you want to be a part of it? You want to be ahead of us? And I was like, sure. Why not? I mean, I didn't know exactly what it was going to be, but that's it. Just, you know, friend of a friend and they needed somebody to do something. So I just did it. It was one of those things that I found pretty interesting because they ended up airing it so later, so much later than I, you know, when they filmed it, it just happened to be around the time that I had, you know, I was ring of honor world champion. <laughs> it was ridiculous. To, yeah. To I just remember, that. I remember watching it and you're like, Holy crap! That's Roger Strong. What is he? Why is he a frat boy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I just you know I was I accepted it too to just you know just feed into that that label that everyone gives me you know because I because I look a certain way it's like oh that guy's definitely a frat boy he, <laughs> he drinks he drinks beer. Unbelievable. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Mr. Roger Strong, it has certainly been a pleasure. We certainly appreciate your time for coming on the show. Uh, for all information, go to Twitter at Roderick Strong, Instagram at Roderick Strong, and go Facebook.com slash official Roderick Strong. Pro so, Wrestling T slash Roderick Strong. Come on, man. Don't very, leave the shirts. Absolutely. Got to make That's sure you it. hit them all. So, uh, Roderick Strong, it has certainly been a pleasure. We thank you for your time. Thanks yeah, a lot, sure. Roddy. Thanks, guys. That was fun. Have a good one. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Total Divas time. Um, We're doing so, Total Divas? I thought we end on Total Divas. I don't know. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? Wouldn't it make sense to go to... Okay, Total Divas. Oh, okay, well, let's 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 play Inside Baseball on the show as it's happening. Let's okay. work out on the show how the show should work. Uh, does it make more sense to keep all the WWE stuff together even if it's Total Divas? Or should we go wrestling, wrestling, wrestling with like the Lucha Underground talking, whatever, and then go to Total Divas? I don't really care. <laughs> we could do wrestling, 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 then in with Total Divas. I'm so yeah, glad. The season finale. I'm so at glad. The finale. I'm so glad you guys don't give a fuck how our show comes <laughs> across. Yep. But he probably already played the job. So let's just do Total Divas. <laughs> just do it. Fuck it. Up to y'all. It's your segment. I mean, I mean, I mean, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. What do you want to do? Just fucking start talking about something. And I'll chime in if I can. Well, let's talk. Oh, Total Divas or Lucha? It don't matter. Just start talking about something. Okay, let's talk about Lucha. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about Lucha Underground then. Yeah. Okay, so this is our first time talking about it on the show. You've been seeing it for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, and I'm still you gonna ask I'm now. still getting it. the names down. There you go, like bad pants. Like, uh, there you so go, bad pants. First of all, before we get into specifics of this week's show, overall feel, it's stylistically very different, mm-hmm. uh, tonally very different. Uh, you've been you've been calling, you've been calling, you've been catching it for a couple weeks now. Overall, what are your feelings on? I like it. I love the presentation. Like I love the clips. Like uh, the backstories. Like I love yeah backstories. Oh, the, I love the Conan, the Conan, the Conan. God damn, I can't talk. The Conan vignette where he's getting the new stick. Where he's like crafting it and he's like <laughs> smashing a glass and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. And I mean, all those I, dudes are like lined up and he's just like got the little smile. On it. Yeah. Have you seen the one for Cage where he's just like dudes are just like smashing shit in his head and he's not flinching and stuff? No, I haven't seen that one. You should Google that one. 
Uh, I mean, I just like all the stuff. Like, I like the Dario. Uh, is it Dario? Dario Cueto. Dario Cueto. Dario Cueto. I like them going to their office and stuff like that, and like they're like talking and like it just has a cool ass feel to it. Yeah. <laughs> he does the coke nose to, thing like every yeah. time. You want to compete in my temple? <laughs> uh, as like I said, cool ass feel to it, and I I enjoy it like all the time. There's uh, definitely um, it's definitely sort of doing its own thing in presentation as far as like there's like supernatural undertones to guys like Mill Masker. Yes, like I like that. That is so cool and stuff. And I like how and I haven't seen it. I mean, I know um, other organizations have this, but I like intergendered matches, mm-hmm. stuff like that, um, because you don't see it in certain organizations. What do you think about like stylistically the presentation and as far as the including the more like uh, like how Mill Maskers they sort of include a little bit more supernatural. I like I, it because we. I mean, I I remember seeing stuff like that when I was younger, and you don't see like that that much. So I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. I I enjoy it a lot. You know. What about you, Dana? I like it. Um, you know, at first I was like, God, this is so cheesy. You know, watching it, I'm like, God, it's so hokey. It's so cheesy. I can't get into it. But, you know, I watched a few more episodes and I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can I can get into this. And I'm digging what my, Matt Stryker is doing. I'm still a little bit iffy on Vampiro. You love Vampiro. He's just so strange. <laughs> His commentary is so strange. It's so off the wall. Um, but, but yeah. He, he cracks me up. Oh, sorry to interrupt you. I like it when I, like, welcome to uh, Lucha. And they're saying, and, like, he does that. And, like, if Vampiro does, like, the weirdest thing, like, he's grabbing his throat or doing, like, some <laughs> weird ass shit. And I'm like, like, what is he doing? It cracks me up. But, yeah, um, but yeah no, I'm, di- I'm, at, I'm digging the show. I, I'm i not catching it as much as I'd like to, even though I have it on DVR. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. I know you saw this week, so that's why. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, they're definitely trying to do their own thing. They're definitely trying to present things differently. And I think it's refreshing. It's uh, it's mm-hmm. like, much like NXT is a different presentation and one hour, this is a nut, this is even a different presentation in just an hour. It's like that one fucking hour of like, even if the wrestling can sometimes in some matches be lackluster or just sort of there, the the different presentation and the the fact that it's just an hour, it's like it doesn't it doesn't bother you. And no, uh-uh. these people aren't overexposed like the the way the guys in WWE are overexposed. I like the mm-hmm. the storytelling. I like um, I know like it's on the L Ray Network and it's Luchador stuff. I like how there's like you know people who talk in English. There's t- people who talking like you know Spanish. They have the translate translator and stuff like that. It's Cool. Yeah, I mean, if the guys can't speak English, they they promo in Spanish and they subtitle it, which I think is good. It like I, yeah. feels authentic. Even you know? the cheesy part, like when you first come in or whatever, like sometimes it feels like it has like a it has like you hear like Tejano music or whatever. They have, have a, a band they have a house band every week. I think it's fucking I think cool. that's cool. Yeah. I think it's really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It helps. It just helps the overall vibe, like the presentation. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we do it as want to get into some more specifics. I guess this week we start, we kicked off with Arhenis versus Pentagon Jr. Uh, Pentagon Jr., not as overtly supernatural, but they're playing up the whole, like, his master. The, so like, who's his master? Well, it hasn't been revealed. Oh, yet. okay, gotcha. Watching, asshole. <laughs> Tune thought- in and find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't know. But, but it's sort of like a more, like, sinister, dark, like, ominous thing, sort of like the Mill Masker stuff, but not as... Well, we don't know what it is yet, but it's it's definitely like more uh, outside of the box sort of presentation stuff for him. 
Um, he's just sort of like racking up victories, breaking dudes' arms, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I thought it was a fun little match. I mean, it was it was cool. Like um, Pentagon was vicious and broke another dude's arm. Yeah, and that's cool. I highly breaking highly enjoyed arms, that and stuff. Did you, did you guys catch the little uh, thing about Arjeda's being Mystic's brother or whatever? Like Sinkara's brother? Like Arjeda's that dude's like brothers with Mystic's who was yeah the yeah yeah. Uh, I noticed a little tidbit has uh, really nothing to do with like the show itself, but they were they were showing like clips of the fans. It looked like there was this guy that uh, I don't know if you've seen Hot Tub Time Machine. Uh, he's also the guy from Kick Ass. He's like the friend in Kick Ass. He looked like he was an audience. <laughs> yeah, it was him. That was him for yeah. sure. Okay, they show people in the audience like uh, did I think on the same week they, they showed Shaq Gaspar too, right? <sighs> I don't know if that was this week. I know that this week they also showed Josh Barnett, who's a wrestler slash MMA fighter slash currently commentating on the New Japan on Axis stuff. I think they even pointed that out. Yeah, that's they said. Shout Matt Stryker did a shout out to him and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then in between that and the next match, they had like different promos and different things. Or something was there one where like there's two different guys in like ve- in vehicles. Well, the truck stuff was. King Cuerno, like, sort of arriving to the arena. It was just sort of giving you, like, the okay. the feel of him driving up. He's got the... That video is pretty cool. It just, it's just, <laughs> it's just like, flavor. It's, like, yeah. uh, it's like letting you, like, get the feel of this guy without the, him, like, saying or doing anything. It's just, like, mm-hmm. he's a hunter. He's got this pimp old truck that he drives <laughs> around in. It's just fucking cool. It's just, like, atmospheric. Yeah. You know, it's, like, The it's different cool. scenes, I may get confused at different times or whatever, but I'm just going to say what I remember or whatever, like... uh yeah. I like the um, what it was uh, let's see if I get the names right. Phoenix, right? Is that his name? Uh, you talking about the girl who's the the, the guys with Katrina and Mel Mascaris like yeah, paired off? He of- was. In, I I love that. It was so cool. He was sitting on the bench and like she was there, but was she was not supposed to be there. It was like in in his head and stuff, kind of like hypnotizing him and stuff like that. Like she's sort of like playing both sides. She's sort of playing Mill and playing. Phoenix. But like the film, like she was not there. She was not supposed to be there, but it was because it was like uh, in their head. Like I, I don't, I, I think that's open to interpretation because I uh, feel like she sort of a, uh, she just sort of like disappears as guys turn around like really fast. Like a, I think she's it's Batman. Yeah, I think it's that kind of a thing. I think she was actually there. I don't think it was in her in his head. But I, but it's so stylish that it's it, you can probably be interpreted however you want it to be. But I think she was supposed to be there she just does that whole thing where you look away and then you look back and she's gone type thing you know but uh so that's what that feels like yeah phoenix you but you're right about phoenix i guess they say phoenix but like that's a whole like uh i don't want to get i we're a stupid like southeast texan Americans, so like y'all going down to texas so we're gonna say phoenix we're gonna say phoenix probably by default but it may be phoenix but like uh i know like um even Latino people were giving striker shit for saying blue day, blue demon junior instead of like just blue demon. They're like, just say blue demon. You fucking stupid American. So <laughs> Mark. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Like, um, I, I don't know if we should like try and say like Phoenix or Phoenix. You say Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix. We're going to say Phoenix. Mark. And then, uh, the next match I really enjoyed. It was, uh, Son of Havoc was the ref, and who was the uh, 
Angelico. Angelico and um, Eva Lee and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, that stuff between <laughs> that all of them is, is hilarious and stuff like that. Uh, but I like the intergender matches and stuff like that though. And uh, what was it? There's there's like you know it's on Angelico, right? Yeah. Okay. Someone whom we've met. Yeah. That cracks me up and stuff. But I know <laughs> I I I I like the match. See, I didn't like this because they're sort of I I like that they're taking a stab at the intergender thing and but if you're going to do intergender, the way they presented this match sort of inter, undermines the whole intergender thing. It's like if you're going to do intergender, first of all, Striker says every time they do intergender Striker says, we're not going to hit you over the head with like the intergender thing, but by saying that every time there's an intergender match, you are hitting us over the head with the intergender <laughs> thing. So be a little bit more subtle about it. But I have no problem with intergender matches, but if you're going to champion in intergender wrestling, like don't undermine it by doing this. Like It's fine for Angelico to not take Ivalice seriously if that's the story you're going to tell, but mm -hmm. she should beat him legitimately. If that's just if you're the story you're telling is the intergender is just another wrestling match between two competitors, then the story like the I don't even know if he's supposed to be a heel, but he's taking her lightly as a woman. So if you're trying to do the intergender thing, then his taking her lightly as a woman should cost him the match mm -hmm. of her own accord. Like she should be able to beat him legitimately without Son of Havoc. It makes sense for Son of Havoc to cheat because that's his partner. Like even if it wasn't his girlfriend and even if it wasn't his woman even if it wasn't his girlfriend and even if it wasn't a woman, even if it was just like his his tag team partner that was a man, he would still be cheating to help his tag team partner as a man. So that makes sense in context. But Angelico should have lost on his own accord and not have to have been resulted to Son of Havoc like fast counting because he was tired of seeing him shove uh his girlfriend's like vagina in his face and <laughs> it also beating up on his woman like so i don't mind the intergender but like the if if the story is the intergender is fine then the person who's taking the woman lightly just because she's a woman should lose because of that like mm -hmm. that's how the story pays off right so i don't like that the finish doesn't match the story to me and i think if you're trying to do intergender like this undermines what you're trying to do. It's like, it, it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I didn't like it because of that. Not because it's intergender, but because I don't think the story paid off in the way you're supposed to pay it off. And maybe that's the end goal. Maybe that's eventually she beats a woman. But that's the story to me is not every time she, she either loses because she's a woman or she has not won because she's a woman. And like, that's not that doesn't pay off the same way as a guy finally loses. That's like all the way up. She should be like proving herself every time as a competitor and not the decision shouldn't be one way or the other because she, it just doesn't make sense to me. Right. I didn't like it. But I don't mind that they do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I guess you're there's only three matches. I think the main event was the cage match between Mundo and uh, King Corno. Yeah. Uh cage you match. Think? I enjoyed it. Uh, what was it? Like, they really played that, you know, uh, Quirno, that's the hunter. He wants he wants Johnny's head and stuff. And, like, he, there times he dominated Johnny. And, like, it just seemed like it does not matter that, you know, one's bigger than the other one. But, like, 
I don't know. Like I picture in my head, you know, because Quinto's the king or whatever. Uh, he should be. A, I mean, he's a bigger guy than Johnny, but he wasn't. I don't know. I, f- I don't know why in my head that was like a. I felt like that was a problem. I don't know. What do you think of the headdress? The whole the big <laughs> fucking buck deer or whatever he wears on. His head? Uh, like I guess sane. it goes with them. Goes with the hunter, yeah, gimmick and stuff like that. But no, I I, I enjoyed it. What did you think of Mash Two? I enjoyed it. Um, nothing really sticking out to mind, uh, just because it was so long ago, and I'm getting kind of yeah up there with a bear as far as being tired. But uh, but yeah, I you know I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the presentation. Uh, I want to catch more of it. I have it set on my DVR, but there's just not enough time for me to to be able to knock it out at the moment. Um, but I would, I do try and make sure I, I watch it at least. So I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, I mean, I I thought the I thought the main event was solid. I had some problems with it. I didn't like that. Uh, the whole the sort of build up to this was King Cuerno is sort of like stalking Mundo as his prey. Like he's the hunter. He's going after. He's been brought in to take out Mundo. Get man for hire. Yeah, so the build-up to this is the announcing team is putting over Mundo asked for this match in the cage because he's tired of being fucked with by, by King Cuerno. So if your babyface asks, that's a logical progression for your babyface to say, hey, fuck this, put us in a cage, we're going to finish this. But then I always have a problem with the psychology of the babyface wanting the cage match or being okay with the cage match and being the first person who tries to get out of the cage mm-hmm. before you've sufficiently beaten your guy. I think it's fine to go for an escape if you've really fucking laid into your opponent and you'd be like, fine, I finally fucked this dude up. I'm just going to climb over instead of having to pin him. But he didn't, before he had like satisfactorily like got his comeuppance on him, he's already trying to climb out of the cage. And that always really bugs me when baby faces do that. Like if you want to get, we're going to settle this by having me climb over this cage. Yeah, like that doesn't make sense to me. So I didn't like that. That'll show you. I guess they tried to pay it off with the finish where he was like, oh, I'm going to climb out. He's like, no, wait, no, I'm going to hit my move from the top rope. And so he just goes back in. But still, first of all, like, don't do it in the first place. Like, I don't like that. It's fine for the heel to try to be like, fuck this, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Also, it was sort of heelish for him to go for the mask. And they put over the importance of the mask in, like, in Lucha Underground as a sacred thing. So, like, he shouldn't take the shortcut of like trying to hold him up off the cage by holding onto his mask where yeah. he would pull himself back up to get back in the match because he would have won if 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 the mask wasn't important he would just said fuck this I I'll just drop and win right so sort of I didn't like that but the mat I mean the work itself was solid but there was like a couple of things psychology wise that I don't think worked for me overall it's a really enjoyable show it's only an hour just an hour out of your day yeah it's it's fun like you should. It's a different presentation. If you're bored with WWE, you should give it a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a lot going on in my world. I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not able to catch all the programming that I'd like to. I mean, um, I'm just saying in general to everyone. Like, yeah. I'm saying, I'm not saying Daniel. You should. I'm uh, saying like, well, I'm, you know, I I want to watch it so that we can all talk yeah, about yeah, it on yeah. the show. I don't know if if y'all saw this or whatever. I don't know what kind of where y'all cable or whatever you're watching Monday Night Raw. But I was watching it, Daryl's, and I know she has satellite. Whatever company has the Joey, you know, all that stuff. But mm. for the what commercials, whatever satellite company has Joey, the, the Joey, the hopper. Oh, uh, Dish? Dish. But the commercials in between Raw, they showed, like, um, uh, Lucha Underground. Huh. I guess that wasn't for, like, regular cable. Mm-mm. 
Not that I saw. So what the fuck is the Joey? The hopper. What's the hopper? That's dish. That's the thing that they have. It's called the hopper. Their box. Their cable box. Oh, okay. I'm lost. Joey. Interesting. So there you go. Lucha Underground. Check it out. El Rey Network. You want to dive into some Ring of Honor? I didn't watch it. No? Well, I don't want to monologue. Unless you saw it, we can talk about it. I did not. All Unfortunately, right. I didn't catch it this it, week. We could do NXT if you guys either of you saw NXT. I did not. I want right. to say I did, but it's been a while <laughs> since I got to watch it. Yeah, plus we're a day late, I guess. So. Yeah. All right, I guess we'll go to Total Divas because we see anything else. Okay. And now, Total Divas with Doug and Tyler. Mostly Doug. No wonder people call you fat on Twitter. Shut up! I have to say, I feel like a real diva. You are a grown-ass woman. Damn, man. Okay. Uh, Damn, Total it Divas. feels good to be yeah. a gangster. Fucking up printers. Um. Okay, so... A real gangster-ass dude like me. So this is the season finale, and uh, and uh, Daniel didn't get to watch it. He just left. Um, okay, in my opinion, this episode wasn't good as the last episode, but here it goes. Let me think what would be a good storyline to start on. The Bellas. We had... Uh, to be honest with you, they're all like, there's really nothing that funny. They all were serious. Okay, I'll pick one. So, remember how I told you about Paige and that guy last uh, week or whatever? The fuck buddy thing? Yeah. So, this episode starts out where she's giddy over him because they talked about her, you know, their problems and they're okay. So, they're, uh, they're talking, to, uh, she's very giddy over this guy and stuff like that. And, um, so, She's talking to him. Was like, "Hey, I think we should move in." And uh, oops, sorry, <laughs> I was pulling up that cage vignette so you could see it. But good. Um, so and he I closed that. I hope it didn't stop recording. Uh-oh. I think we're good. So uh, he was iffy. Then he was like, "Well, I I want you to meet my mom first before so, we are f- continue to be fuck buddies." No, 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 no. Like they're they're a thing now. Oh, they're a thing now. Yeah. But he wants and her to meet his mom before they're officially a thing? No, no, no. Before uh, she asked him to move in. and Paige asked this dude to move in? Yeah. Okay. Let me restart. She was yeah, giddy. I was looking for that cage video. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, she was giddy. At the beginning what, of the episode. What, what made her change her mind from we're going to be, we're just going to f- fuck each other to uh, we might be a thing? Um, at the end of the last episode, she told her problems after, you know, she griped him out and he understood and said, I'll be with you, you know, or like stay around. And then that gap between that episode and this episode, I don't know what the hell happened. So at the beginning of this episode, she's giddy about him and all that stuff. And they're hanging out and she asked him, uh, to move in with her. Uh, and he was kind of iffy. He didn't say nothing, but then he said, I want you to meet my mom first. So they go wherever town that he lives or his parents live and she goes and meets the her uh her mom and sister. Is her mom attractive? Uh I mean uh wait, wait, his mom, sorry. Oh. His mom. Um no. Uh 
No, his mom's not attractive. No. So, she automatically... They don't show her mom? No, no, no. Uh-uh. So, automatically... I'm trying to figure out how, how old her mom would be. I was, like, looking up how old she is. I'm sorry, I'm producing on the fly. I'm like, she's 22. All right. All right, let's go ahead. She, apparently, I guess... You knew that off the cuffs, uh-oh. Danny Ray. Damn, you've been looking that up? <laughs> uh, so, she jumps oh, on... You, uh, oh, you can just read. Never mind. <laughs> Okay, so she jumps on uh, her his mom like automatically instead of saying hi. She like jumps on her, like she tries to do all the sexy stuff she does with all the rest of the girls. You know, like you're jumping, <laughs> like hug on her, and like she like wraps her legs around her and does the same thing to her sister. She was acting all like crazy and stuff like that, and right. making jokes and stuff. And the point, or I thought they were gonna say it. Or uh, she wanted his name is Brad, I think Bradley, to say that they're gonna move in. So she's like dropping hints throughout this whole time, and he's not saying anything to her yet. He's a good looking dude. Yeah, he's a good looking dude. All right. And um, I don't know why I'm so concerned whether all these people are good looking or not. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna try to Google them. Yeah. Go ahead, keep going. I'm gonna see if we can get a visual on this. Bradley, guy. I think. Um, Bradley totally. So throughout this whole episode, she's like saying different things and stuff like that, and he will not say that, not yet. And. uh Apparently, she is getting on his nerves. And, um, what was it? it? It ends up pretty much what happened was they were on the car ride somewhere. Hey, is, this, is this this guy? Yeah. They have a better shot than well, that. Well, is this his dick? <laughs> that's the brother. That's the brother. That's oh, the big that's, pick. That's the, that's the brother. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we should say for people who are like wondering why you're just now doing this instead of last. We broke up because there was two episodes. You broke yeah. up the episodes from last week. <laughs> oh, that's nuts. <laughs> I know. So, um, uh, so the sister reveals that he's been married before and she freaks out. It's like, I didn't know anything about that. Bradley's, why didn't you tell been, me? Bradley's been married before. Yeah. Okay. And she freaks out, and she's like, why didn't you tell me? And they're all in the car, and it's like, well, I don't think it was appropriate to tell you now, because they've only been dating for a month, apparently. Does he have a shaved head? Because in this, looks like he has a shaved head, and this it's, looks like he has it's bangs. It's half. Half? Yeah, half, and he has, like, a comb over, like, yeah, okay. like that. Okay. Yeah, I and um, so they argue and stuff like that. They get back to the house. They're arguing some more, and he gets pissed off. He takes the microphone and throws it. He walks out and all that stuff, and like she, he's pissed at her. But it ends up at the end, you know, he's apologizing. But Paige is pissed off. She's like, "I opened up to you and all that stuff, blah blah blah. I don't know if I want to do this anymore." And that's how it ended. So I don't know what's gonna happen to them. And then, so it's like, um. Who hid their marriage? Who hid their marriage in the first season? Which girl? One of the Bellas, right? Was it Brie or Nikki? One of them hid a marriage. Or one I was what Nikki? Nikki because John okay. Cena. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So it's like they flip the script instead of it being Nikki. It's this dude. It's basically the same angle, but mm-hmm. okay, I got you, I got you. Um, now, is this this guy again? Look at this guy. Is that Bradley again? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I'm looking at photos of all these 
Uh, <laughs> Continue. So this one goes to Eva, Marie, and uh, Jonathan. So, um, I guess Eva Marie has returned to the ring, but also she's doing some side projects. Does Foxy have an on, an on-air boyfriend? No. She broke up, her and Barrett broke up, and that was her only, like, love interest? Mm-hmm. That we know. Um, so they're, they're getting this project. Okay. Jonathan's been hired by his wife to be the, uh, manager. Manager of, of what? Of like, like her, her stuff. Yeah. Her manager okay. and all that stuff. And, uh, cause he has like a business degree. That's so they say, um, you doubt, who are you to doubt Jonathan? <laughs> uh, and so they do, they're doing some modeling stuff. They have a lot of stuff lined up. For her brand. I don't know exactly what her brand of what is. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. She is her brand, man. Yeah, sure. Um, so, and her friends, like, there's, like, a uh, a girl that does her makeup and another guy. Or, no, no. Girl that does her hair and a guy that does her makeup. They're on the payroll. Yeah, they're on the payroll. And, like, Jonathan's griping at them. Like, you need to do it this way. And I was like, why are you doing it this way and all this stuff? We had to get this prepared for this, blah, blah, blah. And he's, he's just rude to her, like, the whole time and stuff like that. Why he's is he like, being a dick? Because he feels like they're behind schedule and you didn't put the right thing on. You didn't do this, blah, 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 blah. Stuff like that. And he was like that throughout the whole episode. But he's a he, business degree, not a, not a fashion degree, right? Yeah, but he did act. He he act like he, he's like, oh, you didn't put this makeup on. You need this one, not this one, for the shoot and all that stuff. And he was like, in the middle of the shoot and stuff, and she's doing poses. He's like, he's like, okay, stand up like this. And he was like saying, it's like you have to have your chin like this. So he was like telling her how to like model like the whole. Do you time. think he's ever been in a model before? I bet he has. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that. Continue. Okay. Um, <laughs> good stuff to Google. So he he's just like, what do you hammer. think? Jonathan Total Divas model will get it. I almost, I almost Google Jonathan Total Divas Google. I put Google instead of model. Uh, so what ended up happening is at the end. Uh, oh, no, no. Carano called her. Do you know that Janet is not with the company anymore? And that's why you only see Carano now. Like she stepped down. Oh, uh, okay. That makes sense. So uh, Carano calls. I got I to gotta say, first Google hit, Eve Marie confronts husband Jonathan about his attitude. First hit. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so um, they, uh, Carano calls and she's like, can I take this phone call? And he goes, yes. So, and uh, what? yeah, he's being controlling. So Carano's like, hey, 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 how's it going? It's like, yeah. So, so um, do you, are you having some pictures taken and stuff like this? and this is Karana. yeah he's like what's it for it's like oh it's just for my personal page it's like okay can i uh be frank with you um you need to run the stuff through us and WWE legal and me before you post and all stuff it's like who posted who did this stuff and he was like uh jonathan he's my manager uh so oh dude i just found this dude's twitter jonathan coil Jonathan underscore coil. Go ahead. So, um, it's got 11,000 followers. And I know my man Vinny does not have 11,000. Yeah. Let me, let me, the hell man. The fuck is this? So she goes back after she's done talking to Corona. She tells Jonathan, Jonathan was like, yeah, we don't need to run anything through Corona or legal. It's like, it's like, and what for her own website or her own social media? Uh, her website and 
stuff like does that. Does she sell shit through her website? Because that might be I a don't know all the stuff that she does for her website or what she sells. Well, look, do a little bit more fucking homework before the segment next time. My asshole. bad. My bad. <laughs> Damn it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so she, he's griping at her and she's griping. It's like, okay, I understand where you're coming from, but this is my job and all this stuff. And he's like, well, it's like, yeah, I understand that, but you're not going to be at WWE for, for that long. And it's like, you're going to be, you're going to move on to better, bigger and better things. But she was like, says, this is my job. This is my main thing right now. And he, he wouldn't listen to all that stuff. But later on the, uh, when they got back home, they talked and she was saying how rude she, he was and all that stuff. And it was like, it was like, you know, I want you to, I mean, I know you're my manager, but I want you to be my husband. You know, there's, there's times where I can't even like in bed, turn around and like even talk to you. Cause I'm so, I'm so angry at you with all this, about all this stuff. And then, then he was like, you know what? Uh, what did, what did he say? He was like, can I stop whatever you're saying right now to tell you, to talk to you about something that's way more important than that? Okay. I know my man Vinny was at beast mode 911 with the three for the E. Because we confirmed this before, and yeah. I know he had more followers than this. Because I was just can I found I found the Jonathan dude's uh, Twitter account. And I was like, he's got eleven thousand dollars. Check out my man Vinny's Twitter account. He says one hundred and twenty followers. That's I know that's bullshit because he used to have like a couple of thousand at least before the show. Look at this, and it says even like taken by Cameron. It's got shit like he's name checking her in the shit. His tweets. I love my girl. You think she would be like? Fuck you, imposter! If it wasn't really him, right? Yeah, but, that's bullshit. Uh, maybe he changed his uh, Twitter handle. Yeah, he probably switched to another one. Let me do some more research on that. Um. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, it says one of the first uh, hits was job. So I wonder what his job is. Hold on. Who is Cameron's boyfriend, Vinius? Saying until you start busful. Oh yeah, total of insanity. That's right. We did. I think we even dropped it on the show whenever he said to. Okay, there we go. Okay. Yeah, I feel better knowing that. I still, I still have a little bit more put off that the Jonathan dude has eleven thousand followers and Vinny only has like twenty seven hundred. But I don't know how I feel about that. He's not on the show as much as Jonathan. Though. No. You think that's by design? I don't know. Well, probably so, since now they have more characters <laughs> in the show. Who do you think this? Who do you think this kid is with Vinny? Look at this. Is that like his brother, Eric Martinez? Or I think it's just some, be a fan. It's just some dude who's like, "Hey, yo, yo, you're Vinny. Let me take a picture." Oh yeah. But uh, what ended up happening with Jonathan and uh, even Maria? He griped at her and it's like, "Oh, you've you know, you've made me mad and all that stuff." And like, but I've you know, I've uh, what did he say? Can I interrupt this for something more important? Okay. <laughs> Who do you think would win in a fight between Vinny and uh, Jonathan? Shit. Uh, Dino, I want you. To, you can chime in on this too if you want. I know you're like allergic to talking about uh, women or whatever, but what? I want to say Vinny, but <laughs> I have a feeling it's it's Jonathan. You think Jonathan would win in a fight? Who do you think would win in a fight, uh, Vinny or Jonathan? I'll say Vinny. All right. He's playing on his why he plays on his phone while he says that. He thinks more attractive Vinny or Jonathan. He says Vinny. <laughs> Good answer, Daniel. Um, Who do you think is more attractive, Vinny or Jonathan? I'm gonna say Vinny because I think I think his personality makes him like more attractive. I think his like good personality is like more desirable 
But you know the thing throughout like for me the, and my manly needs this this season, <laughs> you know, or whenever they introduced Jonathan, he was like you know, not like a douchebag at no, no, all. No, I'm not hating on him. I'm not hating. No, on but him. what I'm saying like this episode made him look like a douchebag. This is yeah. the only episode, and like throughout the other episodes, he was the person who really cared about you know Eva Marie whenever she did stupid ass shit. You know, kind of like convinced her, hey, you don't need to do this stuff like that. But now he was just seemed like kind of like a they just uh, portrayed him as like a asshole manager. But yeah. at the end, they kind of like how they end it was they kind of like hinted there was problems between both of them. Well, it's sort of his turn to be the hill and the angle. But the thing about because most of the most of the relationship dynamics set up to where like one's a hill like one time and then they're the other time the other person's the heel, you know? Like, sometimes it's John fucking up and sometimes it's Nikki fucking up, you know? Or sometimes... I guess they don't really show Brian fucking up, but sometimes it's Brie fucking up and then... But, uh... And then, you know, the the most fucked up dynamic is, like, Natty and TJ. They're both the heels. They're both, like, always fucking up. So, I don't know. Uh, there was a little tiny part with them in this episode. It was tiny. It was, like, random. Like, she was backstage trying to take a selfie, and she's like, TJ, uh, can you take a selfie, or can you take a picture of me? So he takes a picture of her, and she's like, I don't like it. Can you take another one? And then she, like, poses the same damn pose, and she's like, well, I don't like it. So she takes the phone out of his hand, and she tries to take her own damn selfie, and that was it. Super, it was, no, whatever. Uh, So the next one is with the Bellas. So... Carano hands them, I guess, a contract because they're about to sign a, another three-year contract. Mm-hmm. So you know how <laughs> Bree, because Daniel was like, "Get yep. these women right in your face." This uh, Daniel Bree wants to have kids, and Nikki wants to have another business venture outside WWE like maybe something in television. She has like she had like a uh Did you guys see the the um the trailer for John Cena in that Judd Apatow movie? No. The one where they were talking about him like the one where he supposedly showed his ass and yeah. they got into the fight about I'll, I Yeah, we seen it. Did you see it? Yeah. All right. Um ooh, I forgot but no just that's throughout the whole episode they were just talking about that they end up talking to Carano and um they were both telling this is how it ended the episode so it was like oh like and every time they portray Carano it was like he's all like joking with them but if they have something important to tell him or whatever about like their WWE career he kind of gets pissed off and warns him about stuff like that yeah that's just how he's portrayed like cause they were telling like they don't know if they're gonna sign their contract because Bray's like I don't have babies and like and uh, Nikki was like well there's some other business ventures in California and and he was like are you telling me that the Bellas don't want to be divas anymore and they're both like yes. did he shake his finger like that well no to <laughs> my head uh so and they both said yes and they both are like looking at chrono and it ends like cliffhanger whoa i thought we we're gonna get a cliffhanger with uh cameron and Vinny. there was no there was no cliffhanger for her and uh no nah, there's just it was the dad that ruined the uh 
Remember how the dad ruined the... But uh, they didn't decide if they were actually engaged or not, right? They are just like... He was like, I was going to wait a while or whatever. And then, yeah. But the dads jumped the gun. Yeah. But so are they actually engaged or not? I, I do not know now. I'll look, look that Twitter, up. Maybe I'll see if it's engaged. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I guess it would have been... It would have happened like months back if it was like... Yeah. Because this episode they showed, it was the Bellas. It was when... Total... It was insanity. when... Uh, <laughs> What do you think is a better Twitter handle? At Total Vinsanity or Total... Or at, fuck, I fucked that up. At fuck. Total Vinsanity or at Beast Mode 911 with the... Beast <laughs> Mode 911 is cooler. That's the, that's the cooler one. Why did he change that shit? I mean, I don't know, man. Hashtag Team Vinsanity. We're not, we're not hashtagging Team Vinsanity enough. I feel like we let this man down. Damn it. I know. That is, That's uh, why Jonathan has eleven thousand followers and Vinny only has two thousand. This is uh so this is this week's or last week's episode. Yeah, if, in addition to like uh ripping Daniel a new asshole for his poor treatment of the food service industry workers, please weigh in on the the Facebook page and let us know who you think would win in a fight uh between Vinny and Jonathan. Yeah. Oh, we're keeping going. It's a marathon session. Don't you don't you count me down, motherfucker. I count you down. Okay. <laughs> Girl, Girl bye. bye. Until when? September? When are they coming back? She Never. I don't know. Secretly been canceled. Nope. Cause this shit is gold. Whoa, whoa, so there whoa, you whoa, go. Whoa. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's marathon episode of the WNS Podcast. Make sure to submit your questions on our YouTube page, WNS Video, or our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com, WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching iTunes. Wrestling News Source Podcast. We're also on Duh Twitter. Duh Twitter. Uh, did I say Twitter? Well, you I mean Stitcher. Twitter. Sorry. We're on Duh Stitcher, Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. I spaced out. Did you guys pimp the radio show? Nope. Hey, not. you can listen. Hey, you hey. can listen to us. Hey. We have a we have a radio yeah. show. You should uh, listen to it if you want. It's uh, you can listen to it on. Uh, sports our hot radio topics will be this week. Sportsradiobalmot.com. Correct. And there is a sports Beaumont radio app that you can download for way, free. Sports radio Beaumont. Sports. God damn. Sports. Sports radio Beaumont app. You yeah. can uh, download that for free yeah. and listen to yeah. the show Jeez. Thursdays 5 p.m. Central. Uh, mm-hmm. You can do that, or if you live in Beaumont, you can just flip on your motherfucking radio. What's the call yeah. numbers? Fourteen fifty fifteen ten a.m. K I K O. Press uh, stop or or whatever. When oh, we, we still haven't set our. I'm gonna do that, but yeah. I want to. I want to be like proficient, like right yeah. at the end. I want to go hit the. You'll hit the stop at the bottom left. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and also follow us on Twitter at WNS Podcast. Follow Vinny at Total of Insanity because Jonathan's beating the the brakes off of that. Point. You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. I think you do. I think it's more important to follow him than us at this nope. point. Yep. Nope. Uh, follow it. Daniel at W. He's definitely really more don't. important than following Daniel don't at, do at W. You can follow <laughs> me if you want to. I don't care. <laughs> WNS underscore I don't Daniel. do the whole follow for follow thing, so I've got like 230-something uh, followers. Uh, sure, blame it on that. <laughs> How about you just blame it on not being as cool as Vinny? I'm only following like 100 people. Are you following Vinny? You no, I am not. Damn. You're fucking up. That's I only what follow you're doing. You're following Jonathan, aren't you? I follow for follow with Vinny. Um, you can follow Tyler at Tyler underscore Abear. I'm following 100 and I have 262 followers. She. I'm doing pretty good for myself. 
I'm going to have to get another account just so I can watch dog you on our Twitter account saying <laughs> shit like the, the bells need to be let go or We're good. whatever. Mm-mm. Permanently. Nope. Yeah. Yep. There you go. For the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. I'm fucking tired. A bear. A bear. A bed. Tired A bed. A bed. <laughs> tired A bed. A bed like from community? Join A bed in the morning. This is the darkest timeline. I'm Doug, <laughs> and we will see you all. And yeah, we'll catch you all next week. She I'm Doug, and we will catch you all next week. Like, I'll just take it back. Bye.